Hello, hello, loves. Welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Demonic Phoenix Show. I'm Derek. And I'm Shelly. And just so you know, it's winter. Winter is coming and it has arrived. Alright, yo, so uh, we've had a crazy hype up for this show. Um, we had this amazing special event called Winter is Coming. Yeah. Um, they hyped this up like a pay-per-view, put it that way. Um, the moment that we found out that Moxie was going to face Omega, we knew it was going to be a crazy dynamite. We, yeah. We knew we were going to have something special, one of the biggest shows for a dynamite all year. Or maybe even since it's been in around since last September. But um, me personally, this might have been one of the best shows all around. Yeah, I will agree with you. This is definitely pay-per-view worthy. The cards for the night were even great like we had a battle royal we had a um had first a time match with between two people who didn't even fight each other before we had a tag team grudge match a tag team grudge match we did have we had the um the women's women's match, match which was actually surprising for me mm-hmm. and then the AEW world title so I felt like this was also really great build up it was an awesome um night not too predictable because I was a little shocked at some parts, especially during the middle of the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll get to that in a second. In all general, I think it was a great night. This was on December 2nd, 2020 for AEW's Dynamite on TNT. And this was a great, like, uh, pay-per-view worthy type of event. It was a great promotion in the mm-hmm. beginning for the event. Like, that little... They've been doing really great editing work with the beginning of their shows on Wednesdays now. So I really like the way they're approaching Oh, it. yeah. The Winter is Coming opening uh, yeah. intro. That, that was, was really phenomenal. Dope. That was dope. And guys, just so you know, this is our 20th episode. Yay! We made it through 20 shows. <laughs> <laughs> We're so thankful that you guys have been supporting and still listening to us. For all those who are new, welcome to our show where we hope that you will enjoy and feel free to always contact us through social media, which we will announce at the end of the show. And for those who have been with us for however long, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Staying so loyal and so truthful and, and so and so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> As I lost my words for a second, but yeah. Um, we're just so thankful. This is our 20th show, and it happens to be the Winter is Coming show. Yeah, I was actually thinking that. I was like, all right, for our 20th show, this is probably the best thing that we could have yeah, done yeah it's, it's pretty cool <laughs> yeah so um let's kick this off we had the dynamite diamond battle royal yeah so, so just real quick mm-hmm. i had no idea that it was supposed to be two people at the end of the match just real quick i had no idea about that <laughs> <laughs> me of all people either. um i don't think they actually announced this until the night of um there was a. Uh, on Monday night and the Tuesday night before Dynamite, they had a couple of packages released on YouTube, but Winter is Coming promo. Monday night was about uh, Omega and Moxley. And right. then the following night was basically a breakdown of why all these matches are happening. And that's when they actually revealed to us, okay, it's going to be two people. So this was after we yeah. already made our podcast. We made the podcast this week on the Monday night. and then That's true, yeah. Because... Yeah. Um, Last week, they announced that there's going to be someone who is going to win the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Yep. So far, uh, currently, it's MJF who holds the ring. And he's been 
going around doing a lot of cheating with that ring and basically getting a lot of cheap shots in and he always makes people quote unquote kiss the ring can i um say something about the ring what's that i'm a little pissed off why because last year they said the ring was of forty thousand dollar value Monday night, no, sorry, Monday night. Wow, going back to the old days. Monday nights was the big night. Now it's Wednesday night. Um, Wednesday <laughs> night, they said the ring is worth over fifty thousand dollars. I'm like, yo, oh. over a year, how did that appreciate ten oh. grand? Well, I will say, gold changes in prices. So if it has gold in it, <sighs> depending right, on the you're gold, right. and then you don't know if they've modified it the way they've modified the TNT Championship belt. Okay. So for me. Um, things like jewelry fluctuate in price, so I don't I, see I that guess so. as yeah, I don't see that as unusual. I don't know, but either Consistencies, way, that's all my thing is. Either way, I thought that this was a match that was gonna be the winner at the end of this is gonna win the diamond. We as had no idea I. that it was two competitors that will have a match for next week's di- uh, dynamite, Although where they I, will battle for the ring. I am happy that we did have a final four pick last week for this match. Oh, did we do that in the yeah, show? Yeah, we picked who our final that four would have been. That wasn't something we just did on our own? No, we did that okay. in the show. I'm, I'm pretty so, sure. I'm so upset. I threw out my notes from that from that show. You I gotta don't stop have throwing a... out our notes. I know. I should have. A, I should just have like a little AEW diary. <laughs> <laughs> An A diary. <laughs> An A-Dub diary. An A diary. No. Okay, I'm going to stop with that. Um, So, in the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal. Personally, did anyone uh shine for you? Was there anything unexpected, anything crazy for you that you saw in this match? Okay, so for this Wednesday, I decided not to take notes during the show. Both of us did. Yeah, we both didn't take notes during the show. We wanted to just enjoy the show for what it is, and we were also having really late night dinner. So uh, yeah, I was about to say <laughs> Shelly cooked us a bomb ass dinner. So I cannot like. I eat was just like in and a right and watch at the food same time. coma and eating and scarfing <laughs> down. And I couldn't stop. We could we could only multitask so much. So, um, I, I I took my notes based off of a website where they give you all of what's going on during the match. So for me, it was like just fun to watch everybody have their own little highlight. Mm-hmm. Even when the camera was highlighting specific people, I wasn't really watching those people. I was kind of watching the people in the back. Okay. I was kind of watching what was going on, like before any of the announcers started talking about how. Like for example, MJF Wardlow and Guevara like in the corner, right? Okay, that like before they, corner. yeah, before they, before the announcers were talking about that, I was already seeing that. So I was like seeing a lot of things that the announcers weren't talking about or that the camera was not highlighting in the moment. So for me, it was a little, um, it's a little bit different with the whole with the way it was playing out for me and the way I was absorbing it, especially just watching it without writing any notes down. All right. So it's hard for me to say who was shining. Everybody had a... Like, there was one moment... (laughs) There was one moment where Luther was using Serpentico as a battling ram, and I was like, what the fuck? Yo, that (laughs) was phenomenal. So it's like, I didn't see that in this person's notes on those on this website so i was like oh man i'm kind of upset that i didn't write notes i, I would rather write notes during the show okay but it's things like that so there was moments where matt hardy was acting silly um there was moments yeah where you know what? matt hardy actually well first off matt hardy had the first elimination of the night yes he eliminated who did he eliminate he eliminated um, um yo he eliminated isaiah cassidy right i was so that upset was, that isaiah was kicked out before that's something that actually shocked mark me. quinn 
he is committing to this whole change of character, which means that he's turning his back on private party. <gasps> that I like that. I didn't actually catch that. I, you know what? At, Later oh, on in the night, you I'll, said that right now. I didn't think of all that, the gears are turning. Yo, he's going against that's right. He's having this personality lately that he's like very obnoxious towards the young bucks mm-hmm. and very narcissistic. Oh, he's, he's a very, narcissistic asshole. Yeah, he's really good at this. And like now, I didn't even think of like the private party and Hardy. Like, like everybody's breaking up, bro. Like, this is what I liked about this. There's a lot of breakups. Uh huh. I'll put it this way. The AEW has had two seasons so far. The first season was last year from September until the 31st of okay. the year, December. Um, and then on your birthday, the 1st, yeah. they, they actually, they January 1st. They AEW on my birthday, y'all. It they, was on a freaking Wednesday. They yep. started a brand new season and they announced that oh. we are going to get a brand new season every single first of the year. Oh. So... It I makes, mean, it won't happen for my birthday It makes this sense year, that we're getting all these changes and we're getting all these breakups and all these new groups forming and all these groups break, like, Finally. deteriorating. I've like, been waiting we, for We're this. having Death Triangle coming together. We're having Private uh, Party Hardy breakup. Um, Matt Hardy's... Party Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> we're having uh, the Inner Circle crumble. Like, yeah. we're getting a lot happening. And you know what? A lot's happening in a short amount of time, and I'm loving it. And hey, it seems like even Dark Order might be might be getting a new member because oh my God. they have been fuck Hangman, fuck been... Hangman, <laughs> fuck Hangman. That's for those of you who watch BTE. Um, H H of Hangman Page, Hangman has been getting a little bit of help during this match from Silver and Reynolds, Yo. which I I didn't expect in that way. I figure, okay, Silver and Reynolds are really showing their personality from BTE into the ring now, which I appreciate. Yes. And it was funny that we saw that he was helped by them to eliminate, um, who was it, Luther and Serpentico. This yes. is why, this is just when Luther was using Serpentico. I don't know who he was hitting. I don't know who they were attacking, but Luther was using him. Oh, there was like <laughs> three men on the floor that he knocked down. <laughs> And all this time, you just have human Operation Human Shield in the corner. Sammy Guevara, MJF, and Wardlow watching on. Yeah, see, yeah, they um, stayed on. The, everybody was, and it was cool because in the beginning of the match, we did have a lot of people on ringside. Yeah, we had Scorpio and Sean staring off. Yo, they were staring off. They were like one side of each of the hard camera. At one point, I did think Cocabana was in the match, and then it turned out all of Dark Order was just on ringside. Yeah, I had no idea. I didn't notice all of Dark Order either until. Hangman got saved from Dark Order. He had the Kofi Kingston save of the night. I was like, oh, shit. All right, let me say this. That was like him crowd surfing on the Dark Order. He was. <laughs> he was. <laughs> um, I was almost him, thinking like them passing the God forward, like passing the new <laughs> sacrifice, the sacrificial oh lamb. Oh, got the new sacrificial lamb. Can you imagine? And it's like. <gasps> Poor Hangman. I know, but it's like, you know what? Things are changing. Maybe we're going to have Hangman here instead. Jeez, I Let- just took it as a Hangman being the Hangman. Oh, man. Wow. Being thrown and then Dark Order putting him right side up. Like- oh. Um, well, I'm taking it that he's just 
this storyline of him is going to be changing. I think they're going to take Definitely. him. I think they're going to change him from being an alcoholic into being a sober person. He's going to clear his ways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to. I'm making nasty face, guys. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that. I do. I see, I see him getting worse. I mean. And becoming this genius drunk. Oh, my God. I would love that. Like I actually a, would. Like a maniacal, megalomaniac drunk. I would like to see him become, if he becomes healed. Is he going to heal? Because if he goes to Dark Order, right, he's going to it's heal. It's hard because, you know, Dark Order is considered... They're supposed to be healed. <laughs> they're really supposed yeah, to be healed. Yeah, but with freaking people like Silver, it seems very neutral. With Silver and Reynolds, like, Five and Dime get their place know, in uh, online. Like, Evil Uno seems like been, a I, giant I, cuddly teddy bear on BTE. He like, is a teddy bear. <laughs> I can't take him evil as evil Uno. He's just Uno to me now. Yeah. Um, He's like the Uno. <laughs> the, the only evil person is Anna Jay and Brody Lee. <laughs> and we haven't seen Brody Lee, so Anna Jay's the only, like, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but she's not even... I don't know. I can't even take her as an evil bitch either. She's just, like... I think this is a... Uh, a cute McCunty queen. Look, I don't know. <laughs> Hangman was kind of like ousted by the elite. Kind of looked at as the villain. Because he turned his back on Young Bucks. So I guess he was somewhat of a heel for this little time period. I think this is them making him into like a face. If he's with like Reynolds and Silver right now. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I think this is going to lead to a whole big storyline. Yeah, I have no I, idea I, where they're at right um, now. I feel... I think I know where this is at. Alright, we're doing predictions now. <laughs> no, kidding. this will be for later. Um, You know what? Put it this way. <laughs> flat out. Four or five months down the line, he's part of Dark Order. There's a rift. It's going to be him versus Brody Lee. Long? It's going to be him versus Brody Lee. Jeez. Later down the line. I feel like. Alright, Just see, saying. Let's see, let's see. But anyway, coming back um, to this so, royal... Um, even though he got saved, he was still so eliminated tangents. by Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy so had tangents. Matt well, Hardy had four different eliminations in this match. He did. He eliminated Isaiah. Uh huh. He eliminated. Um, he eliminated no, Silver. No, Sean Spears eliminated Matt Sydal. Yo, he eliminated John Silver. Oh, he made he made John Silver inadvertently get. Uh, Alex, Alex Reynolds, Reynolds. out, mm-hmm. and then he got Silver out. Yes, now that was funny. That was perfect planning, if you ask me. You're making Matt Hardy a heel immediately by doing that, because even though the Dark Order is a heel stable, John Silver is so over, and <laughs> they had over a thousand people in attendance. They sold out for this show. Everybody booed Matt Hardy the minute the he got moment. rid of. John Look, Silver, he yes. didn't have anyone cheering him except for the actual backstage locker room when he debuted. But this, this moment, he got he got the most he booze. got the most booze. He still got booze though backstage. Whenever he was being like a dickhead to the young bucks, yeah. he was getting booed. Absolutely. But it was funny. I didn't expect such a crowd roaring boo for John Silver. Yeah. I I expected it for maybe other people, but not for John Silver because Johnny Hungy is oh, the man. new mascot. Johnny Hungy is AEW. Yo, keep him and Cassidy going for it. Oh God, a little bit. I would I love, will that. love that. I would love that too. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, we had, you know, the ones that didn't shine for me, I could say the ones that didn't shine for me the way I thought it would, would be Scorpio Sky with Sean Spears. Okay. Because so, their little rivalry and their little rift is just, it was so predictable. They did give their time to shine. I didn't expect Sean's, well, no, actually, sorry. Sean Spears eliminated Matt Seidel, not Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Correct. Sky ended up eliminating Sean Spears and totally got upset and shit like that. But they did their typical thing to cheat and put the his, metal slug in the glove, right. knock him out outside, Cheap and shot. Wardlow ends up eliminating him. Yeah, it gave Wardlow the advantage. But like that that part, I was like, just like, oh, okay, like that's what's gonna happen. I was hoping for Matt Seidel to kind of shine a little more. I was very surprised that Isaiah Cassidy wasn't able to shine as much. Mm-hmm. As he would, I think he's deserved more deserving than Mark Quinn. Mark Quinn is all right. Like he's, he doesn't shine for me as much as Isaiah does because Isaiah's so explosive. I guess it's like the younger so. brother thing though, because it's mm-hmm. the same thing with Tough Life. It happens with I everyone. I like Dante a lot more than. I mean, even look at Nick from the Young Bucks. Look at Jeff from the Hardy Boys. But see, with the Young Bucks, I like Matt a lot, a lot more than Nick. But. In Look at Edge with Edge and Christian. Right. It happens, you know? The in younger one always things, shines. In recent events, though, um, Nick has been throwing out that shine. Yeah. And for me, like, when it comes to the second person I like, it doesn't come off as strong. So I don't know. Okay. But um, I have my bias. Something that you know? really shone for me in this yeah. Wardlow and Miro facing off. Oh, that was cool to see. That yes. was good. That was a nice little they were uh, go, they were future like, feud that we're going to be seeing, I feel like. I really like that Wardlow is finally getting the shine. Yep. I feel like he He's is, getting that rub. He's definitely an underdog I would like to see make his way to the spotlight. And especially with someone like Miro. It's like strong man versus strong man. Uh-huh. And Miro is like always rageful. He's Baraka, though. Like, yeah. He is straight up always in rage and um it would be really interesting to see where that goes. So with um with Warlow in the match though, he was he, yeah, he was being like you said earlier, he was being guard dog. Operation Human Shield over there. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was, he was being guard dog to MJF and Guevara. Yeah. You know, Look, and... last week I predicted that the final four was going to be the inner circle, Wardlow, Guevara, MJF, and Matt Hardy. Right, we you know Matt Hardy. Um, I, who did I say? I don't remember who I said. You said Orange Cassidy. Did I? You said Cassidy you wanted in the final four. I'm, and he ended up I being in the Orange final Cassidy four. I wore my Orange Cassidy shirt, by the way, and because... Derek I want my me. I want my Kenny Omega shirt. Kenny, Kenny <clears throat> oh my God, Kenny <clears throat> surprised me. Derek surprised me with getting me um, the classic Orange Cassidy shirt, which is like the black and white shirt. It's just his face. Mm-hmm. I was so hyped, and I was like, oh my God, like I didn't. I actually forgot. I actually voted for him, but um, so yeah, you wore your Omega shirt with like the. The metal hand, the mm-hmm. number one thing. Yeah. The number one. Um, Omega. the shot. The shot. Take That's your what shot. It is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Good evening. Good night. Bang. Y'all know the rest. <laughs> I'm still getting to know Kenny, but so uh, so surprising for me was Jungle Boy. All right, Jungle Boy wasn't even announced for this. Lee Johnson no, was in he this. No, he was. Um. Yeah, he was. Joey Janela was in this as a surprise. He was a surprise too. They were both a surprise. Um, Lee Johnson. When I saw him in the ring, I actually didn't think that was Lee Johnson. I thought that was uh Yeah, you said someone else. Uh Sean Maluda. Yeah, which, and I was my like, bad. That's not Sean Maluda. <laughs> no. Um you know what? He had similar moves. You know what? There's uh moves that look very similar. 
But, yo, the top five was Warlow, Jungle Boy, Guevara, MJF, and Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Um, Jungle Boy, at one point, was taken on Inner Circle all by himself. Oh, but hold on. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what did you just say? Jungle Boy taken on Inner Circle all by himself. Oh, you went really far into it. Um, yeah, I wanted to go back a little bit. I wanted to... Rewind. Let's tell you know this, Ish. <laughs> I wanted to, um, let me see. What was it? It was, uh... Orange, like, that was another, like, little, like, kind of part of the match that I wasn't so, like, crazy about is Orange Cassidy with Kip Sabian. I was like, Kip Sabian was just so weak. Uh, you know what? He Kip w- Sabian is always going to be the grunt. He's always yeah, gonna, but- He's taking that grunt work. Even when Kip was with Jimmy Havoc, he was the grunt. Oh shit! Always. I totally forgot that they were a tag team. Yeah, there. That was oh, one of my I favorite tag Havoc, teams out bro. there back in the day. It's a shame that what happened with Jimmy Havoc. You know, like it's a shame what the news with him. But I miss hopefully he's like, going he was, through therapy and he will be back. But I'm yeah, not sure. We don't know what's in store for him. I just hope the best for his future and hope. Um, I just wish him great endeavors. Uh, but coming back to Kip Sabian and Miro, like, uh, Orange Cassidy actually ended up getting to eliminate Kip Sabian. Yes. And we had Miro going into rage mode because that pissed him off. So Yo, I was like, Miro hulked out. Yeah, he, he ultra hulked. He went into such a Hulk rage mode. He ended up eliminating in a row Lee Johnson, mm-hmm. Mark Quinn, Matt Hardy, and Joey Janela. Yep. All- and that's when Miro started facing off Wardlow. And I was like, heart, strong man, face off. <laughs> 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 and um, we ended up having to see Inner Circle having to eliminate Miro because it took them, all three of them, to be able to eliminate Miro the way he was going at everything. Now, this... Because he was coming at all of them. He was attacking This all is three. when Operation Human Shield deployed. Um... They broke apart. This is when they actually like got out of the corner. Yeah. Um, they finally started getting into the match. And this is actually probably the last time you're going to see in the, the inner circle working together. Just saying. It's, uh, it's falling apart. Yeah. I was. This is what I was hoping for. I'm so excited. This is um, so exciting. There was a shocker actually <laughs> earlier on in the match where MJF saved Sammy Guevara from being eliminated. He did. And He's like, I got Guevara, you, bro. I got you, bro. Guevara looked at him and he was like, all right, all right. And he mm-hmm. fist pounded him. Yeah. Um, needless I to say. You know, so did I. Things are just coming back, you know. Yeah. Needless to say, that actually would have bitten him in the ass in the end. Would you say? It did bite him in the um, ass. It literally punched him in the ass. Yeah, actually. that same fist that he fisted ended up <laughs> fisting him in the ass. Um, it was a fist on oh fist action followed by some more fisting. Um, you're horrible. <laughs> oh my God, you're horrible. All right, well, with all the fisting that he's talking about, basically, mm-hmm. MJF ended up pushing both Guevara and Jungle Boy after they just had a great exchange on the oh, man, edge amazing. of the... They had a really... Before um, MJF eliminated... Guevara and Jungle Boy. Um, both Guevara and Jungle Boy had a really nice, like, smooth, really well transitioned. They they did beautiful. They had a nice, transition. good two minutes for themselves. Yeah, it was a nice shine of both of them, like having this close match on the edge of the outside of the ring. They both weren't flipped over yet, but they were close mm-hmm. and. Then they started climbing the turnbuckle, and then that's when MJF was like, "No, I had to do it, bro." Yo, I know he that the moment the that they were climbing up, that he was Sammy Guevara was trying to set up that Spanish fly. 
Oh, yeah. yeah? Yep, and the mo- So not only did he eliminate him, but he took away his shine He move? took away one of his shining moments. Wow. Yeah, fucked up. I did not catch that. Fucked I up, bro. That- yeah. Wow. Okay. So, um, that eliminated two out of the. I will see you. I see you. That eliminated two out of the final <laughs> five. Um, that left Orange Cassidy, MJF, and Wardlow. Right, but MJF and mm-hmm. Wardlow. Oh well, MJF celebrated early. Yeah. Because he was all like, "I had to do it, bro. I'm sorry." He looked like he was gonna um, pin you out. Like he was apologizing to Guevara. Mm-hmm. But then we had. Um, him coming over to Warlow and he's like, "Oh, see, it does. It doesn't matter." Like in the beginning of the match, he called out, "It doesn't matter if either three of us win because all of us win since yeah. we're all the inner circle." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "This is such great bullshit to lead up to oh. what I hope is a good bullshit at the end." And it ended up becoming exactly that. So, yeah. um, you know, MJF pushed him off. And he celebrated early with Warlow, but then Warlow realized Orange Cassidy was never eliminated. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Miro had like a good little outside beat up. Like Miro basically beat the shit out of Orange Cassidy outside the ring, but he rolled under the ring, under the rope, sorry, instead of over. So yeah. he was still there. Which I was like, Cassidy's still in this. Oh my god, could it be? This is no way. There's no way. There's no way they're gonna give it to him. They're gonna give it to the three. They're gonna give it. They're gonna give it to Warlow or and Guevara. I bet. And I that's really to thought it was gonna be Guevara and MJF going off yeah. at the end. I I could not believe it, but um, MJF pushed both, and he had. He's like he had to do it. And this definitely added fuel to the fire. Yep. I think for um, what's happening to Inner Circle. So Orange Cassidy gets dragged in. First off, Orange. <laughs> by Wardlow. Showed. All right, first off, Orange did jack shit this match. I love it. He, I, he was in sloth he, mode the whole time in the, the corner. The whole time. And in then the freaking post. All I you was need, like, yo, he's in sloth mode. All you need is 45 seconds for him <laughs> to shine like a motherfucker. I love it. This 45 is why he's my fa- seconds. I think he's my favorite wrestler on this division. He's my favorite wrestler of probably of all time he's right in now. everybody's top five right know. now for aw i, I would say that style, not everybody 80 percent of aw fancies in their top five yes um so yo orange cassidy <laughs> gets thrown into the ring yes he hits a superman punch on wardlow super orange punch sorry a super orange punch i'm on calling it super wardlow. orange punch i don't know um, what it's called he rolls through yep hits an orange punch on mjf Yep. Wardlow goes for a clothesline. Mm-hmm. He flips backwards, <laughs> does a kip up. Yep. And hits another orange punch and throws him out of the ring. And he like, threw two orange punches at him. And I'm and over got here him like, out. I was like, shit. Holy fucking shit. It's the first <gasps> match and we're already screaming. Yo, I wanted to jump on the couch and I wanted to like throw paper and fucking throw my food everywhere. I was so hyped. I was like, no way. In the beginning of the show, in the beginning of the show, tonight, (laughs) us recording, in the beginning of this recording, you said there was only one surprise for you. Oh, no, two surprises. One at the end, one in the middle. This match fucking surprised me multiple times. Me too. MJF turning on uh, Guevara at the end. That didn't surprise me. No, you know what? The way they did it surprised me. Um, Orange Cassidy setting up for MJF next week. Yeah. You got the mouth of the mouth and the face of the face. I don't care if... Oh. The face of TNA right now is Darby oh, Allen. Orange Cassidy is, quote unquote, the face. 
from they're me. both the faces they're like, different they're kinds of faces great, they're both different personalities and they both explode in their own ways but next week we will have orange cassidy versus mjf this for is, this ring yes this, this diamond is an ring. awesome um, this is an awesome 12 minute match now after I the match so hype. I after the match, every second 12 minutes and so much happened yeah, 12 minutes and yo. we talked for a half hour about this match we re- we had to rewind things too a half hour we had to go back that's we okay we just talked about for one match less than 12 that's minutes that's okay because look how many people were in this we had several people that's how and good this opening is and you know this is probably the fourth time I'm gonna say this you open strong and you keep going you set the bar with your this opening was a match very strong AEW match. has proven this yes. by far multiple times that when you consistently yes with pay-per-views, with dynamite, that when you set the bar at the beginning, that you and you see something fucking crazy happening, you're gonna see something crazier later on. Yeah. And it has happened multiple times. You know what? Back when like I would drink, okay. I haven't been drinking too much lately, but on um, the Wednesday nights. But like I would love um, to have a start-off match like that because that's the kind of match that gets you like hyped to finish, like to down like two beers or something. Yeah. And <clears throat> me, I would be like. Either through two cans of like white claws or or through like a half a bottle of wine already. Yeah. And like I'm already blitzed. And then the second, you know, the match that came up next, what was that? Chris Jericho and Frankie Kazarian oh, man. was pretty good in its own too. So I would continue to be drinking at this point. So it's it's a nice great hype up and for the match though, coming back to the battle royal, my rating. Um, um I'm changing my rating now. Yes, we have a new rating we, system. We're going sorry, with I, the Dave we. Meltzer rating. We're going with the star ratings for now and we're following yeah. Dave Meltzer. We're gonna um, go with the You could zero. compare us and call us marks and whatever the fuck you want. I'm not comparing myself to Dave Meltzer. I'm not comparing either of us, but we're doing star ratings for now on because I didn't it's even easier. think of that. Like I just I just like I was just like I just wanna do like one to five because I never give anything less than a five out of ten. So yeah. it's like it's kind of pointless. I would never give anything a two because everything is just so great. Two or three maybe weeks if ago, we were, I gave a four. Maybe if we were I interviewing, gave a four. interviewing, excuse me. Maybe if we were talking about WWE, I would have things to say what I have Ooh. a two about. But <laughs> yeah, I hate don't don't hate appreciate guys. Yeah, X twenty three just put her claws out. But listen. So for me, it's just much easier because I see like five star ratings used everywhere. It's universal. Yes. Yeah. It's not just in the what is it, Meltzer? Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer rating. It's not, that's not the only fucking podcast. person. I'm sorry, that's not the only fucking person that uses a rating like that. So <clears throat> we're giving it four out of like I'm giving it. 4.5 out of 5. I, I got four and a half punches. stars. Punches. I'm I, calling them punches. I'm going to give... That's it. I'm claiming it now. I'm going to rate it on punches. All right. You got it on punches? Punches. 4.5 um, out of 5 punches. Um, that was like the bombest ass. Like, for me, I, one, two, three, four. For me, I give half. it four and a half super kicks. <laughs> super kicks. <laughs> <laughs> um, just so you know, a five star All super right. kick is called a super kick party. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I love this. <laughs> this is great. Okay, so I got orange punches, and you got your super kick. Yep. <laughs> this is cool. All right, so you give it what the same thing for uh, four, four and a half, half super kicks. Yeah. All right, four and a half, four and and a half punches for me. Like it was really great. It was a great anticipation. It was a great build up. I love uh-huh. watching every little bit, even like the low cards. Lee Johnson and- was something to talk about. Like he was. He was um a very underrated person. Very underrated. He lasted very All right, long. You know what? You know who? 
The last time we saw someone like this, do you want to know who it was in a battle royal that showed off? But who? Nobody really knew. Who? Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh. Yep, he was in that uh, casino right. battle royal, and he built his name up. That's right. And you know what? Now look where he is. He's he's going with Cody. He's going with Darby. Powerhouse. Yeah, he's, he's powerhouse now. He's I call him Powerhouse. He's part of Team Taz. Hey, he is Power Hobbs though. Yeah. Like they call him Powerhouse Hobbs, but my speech sometimes gets a little confuzzled. Um. So yeah. yeah. Oh my God, Orange Cassidy is a winner for the match, and I'm so excited. So, so next week is gonna be great. Um, it's I, gonna be awesome to see Orange Cassidy if versus. If this MJF. isn't the main event next week. I don't know what the fuck will be. Yo, oh my god, like, it has to be because, I can't wait, because obviously, it's obvious, right? It's so fucking obvious that Orange Cassidy is gonna win, okay? And that's gonna cause MJF to lose his shit and mm-hmm. further fuck up more shit for the inner circle and yep. cause the later thing we're gonna talk about. Well, we have a couple of things that could happen. First off, best friends came wait, out how, after that but, match. But wait, how amazing would it be that Orange Cassidy's going around just like lazily pulling out his hand. Ah, oh, the sloth. And having everybody kiss the ring. I would love it. He already just he like puts his hands out for a exactly high five. Exactly, for like a pound. And I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be so great. Just kiss the ring. I can't, oh my god. Um, I just can't wait. So here's so the thing. After the match, we had best friends come out to celebrate with them. Yes, um, they did a hug and then Kip collapsed. and Miro did come <laughs> out and attack them. They did. They had um, the whole time. Orange Cassidy was chilling there, laying on the floor with his eyes just closed, with he his was glasses TKO. on, chilling. Um, so, me personally, look, all four of those people are going to be a main component for that match next week. But yeah, somebody's going to fuck somebody up. The person that's going to fuck someone up the most. Sammy Guevara. And we'll talk about that later. Um, so With the music going with it, I love yep. it. Yep. <laughs> so, Frankie Kazarian versus Chris Jericho. We have, Frankie! We have never had this match before. Um, like last week, we had them in a tag team match against each other. Um, Chris Jericho... You know what? It's sad. And we had... Yeah, we had we, Jericho We mentioned from- it was Chris Jericho and uh, Christopher Daniels. Yeah. Who... Christopher Dan, they had together 57 years worth of experience. But if you threw Kazarian into that, you have another 22 years of experience. Right. So that's almost like 70 something years of experience right there in one ring. Um, 81 years. 80, Jericho, what a guy. 81 <laughs> years of experience. What a guy. Now, Chris Jericho last week said that he was going to make Frankie Kazarian famous in this match. Um, did this match meet my expectations? Yeah. <laughs> um, it was very... It was an expected match. It was like the basic blueprint of an AEW match. Um, at certain points, I did expect Kazarian to win. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I felt... Well, I did... I, I agree with you 100% on like the meeting the expectations part. It met my expectations and a little bit more I would say because I didn't expect it to pan out the way it did toward the end of the match okay I figured they would have a good chain they're gonna have a good like you know chain match which the end of the match was great um but it was great that Kazarian was just really fast to begin with and of course we were gonna have like interferences from Hager and from 
who was a, who, uh, Ortiz yep. was with him on um, ringside. Yep. So I was like, somebody is gonna do something. Somebody is gonna interfere in some way. I did not expect it to be MJF. Oh man. The towel though. Uh, so reminiscent of Cody versus Jericho for the title, and when Cody threw the towel in for Co- uh, I mean when MJF threw the, co- ta- the towel in for Cody. And Cody wasn't oh allowed to challenge oh, for the title anymore. I, I was about like, that. oh my god, they were bringing it full circle. Oh, you know, people like AW. Oh my ah. god, people like AW <laughs> doesn't have storylines, but yo, AW has storylines within storylines within storylines. Oh yeah, I heard <laughs> it. The inner circle. I get it. I get it. I'm sorry. I was, I was thinking of how they inception it was, everything. It was exciting though. They really inception everything. They yeah, they have a beautiful way of how they bring the how they bring it full circle they yeah. do they do have a really well put way with storyline even with the way covid has um affected the companies and the way they have to rewrite storyline the way even um the wrestlers get injured and they have to rewrite storylines they do such a good way how to bring that coming back and yeah. you feel like all oh, right like right now you with um you saying that reminded me that that happened i forgot about that okay but this was very reminiscent of it so um during the match with jericho and kazarian they had a really great um back and forth i was very surprised with seeing how um I figured it was the same thing. Like, you know, it would be a little bit of a predictable match. Like, one yeah. is strong, one is going to be strong during the um, picture-in-picture. Yeah. And such and vice versa. But something that was um, I didn't notice before that I, I didn't uh, catch is that Kazarian's move is called the Flux Capacitor. Oh, man. His Spanish fly. His Spanish fly right, is called so the Flux Capacitor. It's a Spanish fly into a crossbody. Right. That's what it is. a real fucking dope-ass job doing that shit. Yeah. But... Um, you know, he was making his comeback and he it looked like um uh, uh sorry, Jericho was in trouble. So Ortiz started getting worried and he was about to interfere, but um who was it? Hager was like trying to hold him back or something? Yeah, you know at that point that was actually the spotlight of the night for me. Until, nah, until me, the ending. Until me, the ending. For me, it was when Kazarian did the walls on Jericho. That's what ah. I was about to say. When, <laughs> this was the point where Kazarian put locks in the walls of Jericho. Yeah. Um, he was, oh, I was like, oh. Santana's like, freaking... No, Ortiz is freaking out outside. Yes. Um, Jake Hager is there bugging out, holding back... Uh, yeah, like, don't interfere with him, you know? Yeah. Like, don't and, and that's when MJF came out. Exactly. That's when... All the craziness moves to the top of the ring. Yeah, like, all right, MJF is coming out. He's coming to like support what his he boy. Do? Uh, what the fuck is in his hand? What the minute what, I saw that, the towel, I'm like, no, they're not doing this again. Again, they're doing this. But see, I didn't, I didn't think of that moment about Cody when I saw the towel. I was like, oh, this is how they're gonna do the whole feud of how he's that this is the monkey wrench in the gears mm-hmm. this is the monkey wrench that's how it's the monkey wrench that's gonna fuck up the gears and of course jericho doesn't notice mjf with it because guevara decides to freaking come out and say hey what the fuck are you doing uh-huh and he grabs the towel away from mjf but jericho happens to see guevara with it yeah so uh, this is where i was like ah i see what you're doing oh this and is, it's this like is yo daddy only saw what mommy did <laughs> like <laughs> daddy 
No, what was no. it? Daddy saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that one. That yeah. One. Um. <laughs> Happy holidays, guys. It and is December. Happy holidays. <laughs> so, um, it, yo, he only saw uh, Guevara holding that towel. Right. And it's like, and yo, so confused. He, he had this relationship with Guevara where they were like sex gods. The they were the hottest friends. tag team going at a certain point. They were on the road to actually making, well, to becoming tag team champions. Mm-hmm. They were originally supposed to defeat Omega and Hangman Page. And then right. FTR came into the picture. But and then on top of that, Guevara kind of got into a little bit of a situation. You know what happened, guys. I'm not gonna talk to you about it. Sasha Banks. Just Google search that Guevara Sasha Banks. Um, he had to go to um, was that rehab, quote unquote? Yeah. I guess you would call it. Um, cast counseling sessions. Anyway, I'm not getting into that. So um, <laughs> you, I like how you're like I'm not getting into it, but I'm gonna tell you. I, I told a you a little anything. bit about it. Just go Google search, anyway, you guys. Um, so yeah, he had an incident where he had to like. Uh, to away. me, it was like Jericho oh, saw wow. him. He was confused that like, Sammy had the towel. Kazarian at that point took advantage of the situation. He sees what's going on. He's like, "Yo, yeah. I'm gonna sunset flip this motherfucker right now." He got that's a, what it was a sunset. Flip. <laughs> yeah, he got a two count then. After Jericho kicked out, he just rolled him up for another small package. Got another two count. Yeah. Um, Jericho hit a high knee, runs the rope. Um, Kazarian runs the ropes, tries to do something. Yeah. Don't know what he's trying to do, but out of nowhere, Jericho's still fighting with uh, <laughs> Sammy Guevara. And while Kazarian's running back, bam, he just hits him with the Jewish effect. Yeah. And it's like, yo, so many things just happened within a span of five seconds. It, yeah, it was very fast-paced. I couldn't even... I didn't even get that in my nose. Like, it was... um, It was really fast-paced. It mm-hmm. was... That's what I liked about it, is that the ending delivered really well. Um, I... I originally... Well, okay, so getting into the after, after effect, right? Okay. With MJF and Guevara, they ended up fighting... At the end of the match, we had you know, we expected. had Jericho for the win with Judas Effect. It was an 11-minute match, and MJF and Guevara started arguing, and they were like going face to face, and then they started fighting. So Jericho, uh-huh. that's when Jericho got pissed, and he's like, "Yo, listen, I'm done with this. I'm done with this shit. Uh, if y'all can't work together, then we don't work at all. So next week, Yo. if this doesn't work out." We're gonna, we're gonna, it's gonna determine if we're gonna stay together or we're gonna break up. And I was First like, yes, off, the band is breaking Wardlow up. and Hagar, they started shoving each other a little bit. Did I you love, notice that? I love their little love for each other. They love hatred. They love each other. They love I to don't hate think each they other. They hate each other at all. Oh man. I think they I, have chemistry, and I think they're gonna be an amazing tag team match. I said this last year. I yeah. think they're going to be a tag team. Um, last week, be, not last year. They're going to be become a tag team. I they're going to become wait. a tag team itself. They're the underdogs of their of both of their teams, and they they deserve this shine. Yep. So, um, then we had uh, you know Jericho announcing that next week they're going to have this match. So, with this whole story bit, with, where it's going, like I had originally actually put down three and a half. Okay. But I'm going to give it actually a four. Oh, this was completely a four out of like, five for me. Four, um, four out of five look, punches because... Kazarian did great for me. Um, right. Look, he always comes out. He's always a strong character. Um, he's an underdog. L- last week, like you said, you would love to see him actually commit to the character from BTE. Oh I- my God, I'm waiting for that to happen. It. 
But um, he kind of showed it a little bit with how aggressive he was with Jericho. He Smash. is he always really aggressive, always. <laughs> but he just doesn't get that time to shine ever. Nah, yeah, Christopher Daniels usually shines a little bit more. He gets the he's the one that gets um, you know, kind of uh, uh thrown under the bus a little, like. He's the punching bag. You know what? Him locking in the Lion Tamer, him with hitting that springboard leg drop, um, him hitting the flux capacitor. He had plenty of time to shine in this match, and you know what? He didn't let me yeah, down he's great. one bit. He completely ex- uh, went beyond my expectations, actually. So uh, I, think they me, had a really I, good I gave it a four. Though. I gave it four yeah. stars. Nice. Well, four super kicks. Um, so right after this match, we had an interview. Yeah, with Alex, Alex Marvez, Marvez and the Young Bucks. So, um... They were like, remember that... He was like, remember that time you super kicked me? <laughs> I was crying. I was like, oh, shit. He called them out on their fucking super kick. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Marvez was like, how do you feel about having a match with TH2 next week? And they were like, how do you feel about me, a super kicking you at whatever? <laughs> and I'm like, remember yo... Remember, oh, was it them that called him out on yeah, Oh, I'm, my bad, I had to confuse I'm like, yo, you are ratchet as fuck, guys, now. Like, it is hysterical. Um, sorry, guys, that music was a little bit loud. I just lowered it. Um, <laughs> so, next week, we're getting Young Bucks vs. TH2. I asked for this two weeks ago, or a week ago. Yeah, I don't know how did. many shows that go at yeah. asked for this. Um, we did have this match happen last year. We're getting this match again next week. Um, if TH2 actually win this match, since they're praising themselves so highly, they will get a title shot. Yeah. Even though they're not even in the top five. That's what the Young Bucks have announced for them. Go figure. EVP is taking advantage of everything, doing what they want to do. Yeah, true. I love it. Um, so, out of nowhere, we had the acclaimed come up during this yeah, interview. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Alright, so Anthony Bowens and Max Caster are the acclaimed. They are... I was like, who are these primetime player uh, street profits looking... Motherfuckers. So, um... I, I hate that. I'm sorry, guys. I hate that gimmick. Like, it's so stereotyped. I'm like, oh, come on. I'm gonna make you love Anthony Bowens a little but, bit more. But... I'm gonna let you make... I don't like the look, right? Okay. That's the thing. I don't like the image. Okay. I hope... I want them to get out of that kind of gimmicky image. I want them, like, they... The... Who was the one that was, um, doing, like, that spoken word shit? Oh, that's Anthony Bowens. You're actually gonna that love That was the dopest shit. I was like, you, whoa, You're gonna love him a little great. bit more. He is an openly gay wrestler. Shut the fuck up. Yep. <gasps> Him and Sonny Kiss are very big Shut advocates. Up. Yep. My heart. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there you go. I just made you wow. uh, happy on air. I did. Oh, gosh, that was like a super Today surprise you to me. Today you learned. <laughs> but that's amazing. But, yo, like, he did an amazing, like, um... Like, okay, so basically they were making fun of the Young Bucks' book. Yeah. Their book just recently released, and they were making fun of them. And he did this spoken word rap bit, like, dissing them, basically. At and, like, first, how it looks like it looks like they're looking at their own dicks. Why are you guys dicks. topless? Why are you looking <laughs> at each other's dicks? Like, why was this... Um, why was this found in the a sex novel section or something? Yeah. <laughs> like the romance novel section. And <laughs> he was basically um, just dissing on them. And yo, it Nick, was really funny. Nick but... came back. He was like, yo, hasn't this rap gimmick been done before? Like, yeah, John Cena, Street yeah. Profits <laughs> are doing it. Um, we've seen this before. But I like the way this guy Look, did it. Like, I like them. 
they're good. They're on dog. Everybody I've seen them before. They, they actually have really good uh, chemistry as a tag team. You'll, right. you'll get to see them soon enough because you know what? After Young Bucks go after them, they'll go and go after TH2 probably. Right. I mean, after TH2, they'll go after the acclaimed. Um, so TH2. Yeah. TH2 ends up <laughs> jumping the Young Bucks yep, after and the, the spoken fact. word. Yeah, he ended up basically setting up the rap at the end to end up saying, oh, who's that? And it ends up being TH2 attacking them with a super kick. Right? They got them with um, a super kick. Super kicks, throwing them against the guardrails, throwing them against the walls. Like. I was actually surprised, though, that SCU were the ones to come defend them. Well, you know, Christopher Daniels is, like, high up. He's part of the actual show. All right. He's part of a promote. Not promotions, uh, not management. I don't know how to put it. I've got his title, but he's up there. He's supposed to be there all the time. Um, go figure. Kazarian just came back from his match, so SCU were all together probably talking, and bam, they, all right, all right. the good guys go after the bad so. guys. Put all it right. that way. So you know, at that point, we're probably gonna get SCU versus the acclaimed. Ah. Now you just put that out there. Okay. So, uh, the next match coming up was the, what's her nickname? Layla Hirsch's nickname. Oh, wow. legit the Layla Hirsch. The legit Layla Hirsch. Wow. I, can, I don't know how I just based on that. Versus <laughs> Britt Baker DMD with Rebel or Reba, not Rebel. No, it's what said it? with Rebel, not Reba. Yeah. <laughs> her title card. So, um. Which is pretty funny. This match went down the way I expected um, last really? Yeah, I even called this out last week on our show. Um, Britt Baker went to the match thinking she was hot shit. Thinking that immediately starting the match, she was making fun of Layla Hirsch. Yeah. Layla Hirsch is a tiny little thing. She's tiny. She's, well, uh, I didn't realize how tall um, Britt Baker actually was. And then Layla Hirsch, she's, she is small. She's petite, but... Baker's taller than me. She's like 5'8". Baker? Yeah. So it was like, whoa. I'm like, this is me versus the world because I'm short. I'm, I'm like her height. And, <laughs> and yo, I've been inside of a wrestling ring. Yeah. I'm taller than the ropes. I'm 5'6". Okay. Baker's 2 inches taller than me. And it's like... Oh yeah, so it's yeah, like so my shoulders hit the that ropes. That would totally be me like watching. My shoulders hit the ropes. <laughs> Layla Hirsch's head hit the ropes. But, yo, listen. Layla Hirsch was very intimidating, mm -hmm. I felt. And she, I, I like, it was great because um, Britt Baker, like, severely underestimated legit. 100% underestimated. Layla was legit. Girl. I love her name is legit Layla Hirsch. Like, she owns that name. Legit. legit. She is my legit. Yo, when they first said that in her first match, Mm -hmm. I was like, ah, that's funny. Her with Serena Deeb. <laughs> but you know what? That's the way I felt about Serena Deeb against Thunder Rosa. I was like, all right, who's this bitch? Right. And then she went against Serena Deeb. I was like, okay, who's this bitch? And it's like, all right, so I see what they're doing. They're, they have their women. They're building the women's division. Yeah, really I like glad. it right now. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, so me personally, even though Layla Hirsch is tiny, I feel like she's one of the most dangerous competitors she out is there. Very she's sneaky. at that Thunder Rosa dangerous level almost. Yeah, um, she's them, a really great submission. Put them two together against uh Ivelisse and Diamante. I think that'd be an amazing tag team Ooh. match. 
Um, just saying. That's a side note. That's just me putting that out there. But um, in this match, Baker took control in the beginning. Yeah. Um, Reba got knocked out at one point. <laughs> Yo. Just saying. Um, Reba, Rebel. I wrote I wrote down Rebel because the I wrote down Reba. Said Rebel, not Reba. And I don't know who's trolling who or what it is. But Rebel was distracting a lot throughout the match. Mm-hmm. And she did get uh, knocked out at some point. But that was more toward the end. Yeah. Um... But in the, like, to further say, like, in the match, like, Layla was, like, taking a lot of the licks from Britt. Yeah. Britt, like, is good with, like, a lot of submissions. Like, she, it was great uh-huh. submissionist versus submissionist. And That's why I like this. It was, like, an actual wrestler versus an actual wrestler. Yeah. I Both was are good glad technicians. To see, I was glad to see this kind of um, style being shined with the women. I was actually thrilled to see Britt Baker actually have some real competition. Yeah, that Put too. It that way. Because she's had a lot. Of, her last few matches have been like slubs. Ba- <laughs> oh, that's so horrible. Well, I know. They were but squash matches, you know. But that's even worse than a schlub. Really? To me. Yeah. That, oh my god. Well, schlub sounds so like mean. <laughs> You're schlub. So does squash match to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, anyway, this match wasn't so much of that I thought it was going to be but I was like not I seen Layla like in that match against Serena and she was very underestimating I agree 100% with what you were saying earlier like that she was she was as underestimating as um, Serena D we did have a little bit of a prediction show at the end of the last episode that we did Um, this match actually went the same way that I predicted it to go oh I Um, did not well, you know, look, for me, it like was I said, predictable. I didn't it, predict the match, though. I did. I didn't the way I good. said last week it was going to go was that Baker was going to have control in the beginning of the match. Layla okay. Hirsch is going to one-up her for her money. She's going to take control. She's going to show her, look, you can't fuck with me. And then, in the end, it's going to be Britt Baker actually struggling to come out on top. Yeah. Um, throughout the whole match... Hirsch kept putting that armbar in. That cross yeah. arm breaker, yo, she focused kept a lot on fucking her up. Yep. Anytime that she got out of a move, she, she just went right back into it. Lock jaw. Yo, the lockjaw is a serious move, first off. Um, I love the way she puts that in. Um, but to actually roll out of the lockjaw and put it back into the arm breaker mm-hmm. was great. Um, Britt Baker got free from it a couple of times. She hit like a running knee. Uh, yeah. Reba ends up distracting Layla at a certain point, and Britt Baker hit like a fisherman suplex, and they, sorry, a fisherman netbreaker. Yes. And locked in lock lockjaw again to win. But it's like, yo, if Reba wasn't there, then. It was so typical that, you know, you had the side distraction. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, this gimmick is like getting a little boring for Britt Baker. Why can't Britt Baker do something else? And it's like, yo, look, Layla Hirsch is powerful she's tiny i love her she has a lot of uh momentum moving forward she hasn't won any matches on dynamite yet though that's the sad thing no she's a low card but she's gonna come back they're putting her down but against powerful women she lost the nwa women's champion she looked she lost to somebody who was supposed to be the AEW Women's Champion, but because oh. she got injured so many times, oh. that got put off. Yep. Like, this woman, Britt Baker, came into this company with 
the title in her hand, basically. Put it that way. Yeah. She was supposed to be the face of the women's division. Yeah. It was built around so her. And then, so bam. Early. Bam. Yeah, broken nose. Like, three different knee. injuries in one year. Yeah. Man. 2020 has been a bitch, yo, even she for Britt Baker. Coming, she kept coming back, though. And um, Britt Baker keeps showing a lot of, you know, dominance like that. She could still do a lot of... She could still be a force to be reckoned with. Absolutely. You know, Look, so she has a great build-up that she has going. For me, this match was three and a half stars. Yeah, um, I gave it I gave it three and a half punches too. <laughs> um, three and a half super kicks. So, um, one, I'd, I'd, I'd say that because it was exactly like I thought it was going to be. Baker is in control. Baker loses control. Hirsch shows off. Hirsch shows that she's a force to be reckoned with. She's not a bitch. She's not a jobber. Not one no. bit. And then th- uh, Reba is in the corner. She comes back. She actually interferes and Baker wins the match because of that. This is, um, like the this is a typical yeah. typical script right now. Yeah. So um, for me, the shocker was Thunder Rosa coming out. This is what this match was about for me. This match was about a build-up for Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker, which isn't going to be a typical women's match in this division. No? No. Not to me. This is. Why do you think that? I feel... All right. You know what? Thunder Rosa, who was her last big match against? Not Serena Deeb, but um, Sheeta? He, he grew Sheeta, yeah. They put on a fantastic match. Hey, yeah, they did. It. They, uh, Her- I was a little under. I was a little mad at that at that match because I wasn't liking at the moment at the time. I didn't like how Hikushida was handling people, and I didn't. Well, I didn't like how she was handling them. Okay, she was a little bit. It seemed a little bit careless in her maneuvers, and she could have injured them the Rosa a lot in those matches. But, um, yeah. But. Anything that we've seen Thunder Rosa in, For, yeah. she has been highlighted more than anything. Yeah. Anything that been, we've seen Britt Baker in, she has been highlighted more than anything. For she me, lost the, she lost the title mm-hmm. to uh, Serena Deeb, right? Yeah. But she's still coming back, which I appreciate too. Is that she just because she lost the title card doesn't mean that she's not gonna come back. So. It was also kind of predictable for her to be involved in, you know, attacking Britt Baker after the match. Of course. Because um, she interfered, uh, Britt Baker interfered with her match with, who was it, Serena Deeb? Yeah. Right? We talked about well, this last title. week. This is exactly how we thought it was going to go down. But, you know, even though it did go down, the way it went down was better than I expected it. I thought it was just going to be like Thunder Rosa coming in, jumping her. And, no, it was nice and this bitch just rolls out of the ring and Reba holds her back and just like her screaming. That's how I thought it was going to go down. Nah. nah. It was a cat fight. This shit went down yeah. the... This went down the way that like uh, Cody Rhodes and Brody Lee went down. Yeah. The locker room had to come out. Had to separate them. Not the whole locker room, but the referees, the of officials referees. came down. Official backstage representatives came down. Held them back. Reba got a sucker punch in. 100% on uh, Thunder Rosa. Did she? Yeah, yo. Alright, so... Both well, I don't the, remember her getting Both the women were being held back. Yeah. And 
Reba just comes in, starts yelling at Thunder Rosa while the rest are holding her <laughs> back, and she just slugs the bitch. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, and it was so bad because, you know what? Yo, I love Reba's character. Yeah. But she... Her timing is so off. Her timing is so off. Yeah, she needs to... Um... She needs a lot of in-ring. A lot of in-ring training. I'll put it that way. She's like the Lana right now for this company. (laughs) She has a lot of potential, but she's not there yet. She's really cute, though. I like her. She is. She's cute. She's an adorable girl. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Me, personally. Three and a half super kicks. I'm happy. uh, We have a backdrop driver on on her. That's what got her to be. KO mm. at the end of the match. Yeah. But yeah, um, so yeah, I agree with you. I would give it a three and a half. Orange punches. <laughs> so, um Alright. I don't know uh, where to start with this match. The next match. I don't know where to start with this match. Alright, so Darby, Allen, and Cody Rhodes. Versus Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. As you put them, Power Hobbs. I got, I got to make that fans. into a design. I really do. Just power hobs. Power hobs. Power hobs. <laughs> so, um, alright. So, when this match started, everyone came out, and I was a little confused. I think you were confused, too. Because the bell rang, and it went right to commercial break. <laughs> Immediately. I, yeah, I'm like, what happened to the match? <laughs> I'm like, yo, didn't, didn't the bell ring? Why are they just like... Introduce one team, go to commercial break, introduce another team. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck is going on yeah, right that now? That weird. I, I was so lost. Um, later on, it made the a lot. Timing lo- of the commercials. It, yeah. All right. It's so terrible. it made a lot more sense after on in the match. Like after the match made a lot more sense. If you watched, you know what I mean. But um, let's start with the match itself. Cody and uh, Starks had a good back and forth together I feel like they actually have great connection um they did have a great match for the TNT championship back in the day so I knew that this was going to be a good one on one especially for them to start off with yeah it was pretty good like to see him he dominated against Starks a lot of course it was cool to see them have a start yeah that's what it started with right it was them too yeah um Hobbs was just demolishing Darby Allen on the outside, to- tossing him into barricades, left and forth. Yeah, he's another that was man. Like, he's another one of I those brutes. I like, love his direction right now. He went from... Like, like I said earlier, he went from nothing into something. Yeah. They actually know how to create a character. I love this. He got his little snare. Mm. Snarl. It, it, it's weird. I'm trying to do it, but you can't see it. I'm trying to do it. Oh, he can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I could do it. No, you really can't do it. You think you could. That was closer. That was closer. <laughs> That's close. We're going to stop snarling. So, uh, basically... We're having a snarling contest. This match wasn't that long. This match was like maybe like 12 minutes. This match was 12 minutes. Um, most of the match, Team Taz was here. dominating Darby mm-hmm. Allen. Um... At a certain point, yeah, Dar- they were stopping him from tagging, making the tag to Cody. Yeah. So I didn't expect that it would be that way, though. I 
I thought it would be the other way around where they were gonna kind of do it to Cody and have um, Darby have the explosion. Really? Yeah, I, thought, I thought Darby was gonna be the hot type, and he kind of he kind of wasn't and was. I don't know. With some of Darby's size, I can't see that really, especially against Bull Hobbs yeah. and against Ricky Starks. Look for. Him to have a hot tag, it's like he needs to have momentum. Will Hobbs would oh, have to. He does. Will Hobbs would have to be on the outside of the ring as opposed to in the ring or mm-hmm. on the apron. I don't know. Me personally, I don't think that Darby has it. Darby has it in him to beat Will Hobbs. I'm sorry, I'm not saying he doesn't, but for a hot tag, it's like I don't think he would be the man. Okay. For Cody being the person who just gained 14 pounds, quote unquote. Yo, of muscle he, um, for putting on weight. Got very bulked up. It makes sense for Darby to be the grunt and for Cody to get the hot tag at True. that point. Alright, yeah. You make a good point. You make a good point. I will agree. Um, but um, when Cody got the yeah, hot once tag. He got the hot tag. He was dominating all of them. Yeah, he hit that springboard cutter on Will Hobbs. Yes. Which was. A, Oh my god, I love when that he, was he does that. Outside, right? No, that was to the inside. That was when he got tagged. Um, Cody went berserk. He hit a springboard cutter. Um, actually, no, 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 no. That was later on. That was later on. That was later on. Um, he backflipped onto Hobbs from the top rope onto the outside. Oh, he did. Oh. Yeah, he did like a, a he did like a moonsault onto Will Hobbs. Oh man, yeah, that was over by ringside. Yeah. Um, I don't even know anymore. I didn't have much in the match because there was a um, it was just a lot of like moves for moves, and it was um, you know, dominate. It was a basic for me. It was a basic match, but for the fact that it played out the way it did, mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. It was a long match. It was entertaining. Um, at the end of the match, we had Darby Allen coming in for the win. Of course, the coffin drop. That's what happened. Cody hit the springboard cutter onto Will Hobbs. He got the tag onto Darby Allen, who hit right. a Tope Suicina onto Will Hobbs, who was on the outside. Darby hit the coffin drop onto Starks for the win. Yes. Um, Team Taz ends up attacking Cody and Darby. They start yeah, beating the their shit the out match. of them. Yeah. Um, yo, Brian Cage came out. No, first it was Arn. Yes. Arn Anderson came out and he was gonna defend Darby and Cody, but then he gets attacked because you're right, you're right. Um, he gets attacked by Hobbs and Starks too. Facts. And then Dustin comes in to try to help out. Um, Yo, I even forgot Dustin was part of this shit. Right? No, Dustin came out to defend both of them, and then Brian Cage came right after to you know defend out, and then that's when the lights went out. First off. Brian Cage actually using just regular F5s. Yo, I know. He does that, so great. First off. I like the way he does I love it. First, uh, Brock Lesnar's not part of WWE anymore. So there's no reason to do just a regular F5. Or like a special F10. Like Ooh. Wardlow is doing. So there's no reason to show off anymore. Um, last time somebody had their merchandise taken off of WWE's website, mm-hmm. they end up showing up in AEW. Oh. And that person just happened to come in right now when the lights went off. Yeah. His name is Sting. <laughs> Yo, that motherfucker. Sting Woo! His main 
his debut. AEW fans AEW. have a reason to go woo now. Wow. Yep. Um. All right. So Sting debuted on TNT television for the first time in 18 years. Wow. Last time he was on uh, TNT was the night that Shane McMahon showed up on WCW and announced he bought WCW <gasps> while McMahon was trying to buy out everything and all, all this shit. No, McMahon showed up, said that he bought WCW. Uh, Shane showed up and said, sorry, Dad. The contract says McMahon, but it says Shane McMahon. Oh, my God. He bought out WCW. It was a crazy night. That was an iconic night back in the early 2000s, 2002. Wow. Uh, that was the last night that Sting was on WCW television. And I missed all that. That was back in the day. It's all on WWE Network, guys. Go watch it. WCW, ECW, Attitude Hour, WWF. It's all great back then. There's tons of content. 18,000 hours worth of content. 18,000... <laughs> no, 1,800 hours. Oh. Sorry. There might be 18,000 hours. Oh, you never know. At this point. Um, so, I'll put it this way. Sting took six minutes to get to the ring. Bro, this, this was is, a beautiful introduction. This? You, I, when the lights went out, you was so hype. You were oh, like, man. You were I was like, 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 oh, who is it? Who is it going to be? And I was here for saying I'm over this thing fucking last week you said it (laughs) last week I called this in the the prediction part of the show I was like Sting could come out and save them you're like I'm done with this thing shit you're like yo Sting is done I'm off the Sting train and what happens Sting comes out yo I'm just gonna keep making predictions because yo every time I make prediction shit happens I predicted that the inner circle is gonna break up inner circle is breaking up Hey, no. We predicted. We predicted predicted together, yes. Thank you. Um, I predicted that Sammy Guevara is going to make a heel turn on MJF. Sammy Guevara is making... I am so so loud. I am so (laughs) excited. I'm sorry. This makes me happy. Tat, uh, Sting. I made made like an honorary body. All right. So (laughs) what happened was we saw the lights go out. We saw on the Tron. Yeah, you were like, Marty. I was Is like, it Marty? I was like, it's Sting. I I, it's I saw a crow. It's Marty. So I wasn't sure if it was Marty's girl, or if it was Sting. I would have been happy if it was either or both. Put it that way. Um, I know Marty has his accusations. I'm not gonna get into that. Yeah. Um, but it, it was but either the two. Sting's entrance was really, really cine- cinematographically beautiful. The snow. Really? Oh my god. The I fake snow. Like, I was um, like, this is the Christmas snow I wanted. This yeah. is cool. This is awesome. We could have like no snow. Not like winter. South Park's Christmas snow, but the Christmas snow, snow we Florida, wanted. Guys, and Sting, Sting brought it. Mm-hmm. He brought the storm. I was like, oh, this is what winter was bringing. Yep. All right. This is what's up. That's what's up. It was a really great intro. The intro um, had a black and white featurette of a... It was silhouette of a was it a raven or a crow? It was a it was a crow. It was a crow. Yeah, it was a crow. A crow. Sting is notorious for the crow. Yeah, in some tree branches and. It was a lot of winter-esque forest. Put it that way, like a Norwegian forest. A lot of blizzard landscapes. Um, It was beautiful. 
then out of nowhere you see the letters s-t-i-n-g just appear on screen and yo those thousand people i'll put it this way since quarantine happened there hasn't been such a big pop yeah, there hasn't cool. been such a big moment in professional wrestling. Because before that, the last big professional moment was not in this company. It was in WWE. It was Edge's ah. return to the Royal Rumble. That was the last big moment be pre-pandemic. Yeah, true. Um, oh, man. And you know what? Since yeah, then... You're bringing back a lot of throwbacks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? That I'm glad I could it, remember It's that. a Saturday. <laughs> I'm drinking a little, guys. I'm just going to put that out there. But, you know, a lot of things keep coming back to me. And, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. But, um... MC Hammer. Yeah. But, you know what? A lot of great drunken memories come back when you drink. Put it that way. Um, So, we had Edge come back in the beginning of the year. Great way to begin the year. Yes, in WWE. For Sting to come... For Sting to come... Oh, I was like, when was he ever in AEW? No, 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 no. I just... I was just talking about this. For Sting, for Edge to come back in the beginning of the year in WWE right. is yes. a great way to begin begin the year. January is always Royal Rumble. For Sting to come back in professional wrestling at the end of the year is an even better way to end the year. Oh. I loved it. It was like the year of wrestling. Put it that way. Oh. Even though we had this pandemic, it's You're like... Such a every- yeah, I am. <laughs> Even though we had this pandemic, it was a great year for wrestling, guys. I know we're an AEW show, but I can put other things out there, too. Um, you put out what you love. So put it this way. Team Taz just hightailed the fuck out of the arena once Team Sting came in. Listen, yeah, Sting came in and started staring everybody down, and they crawled their asses out of there like dogs with their tails behind their... You know, between their legs. I was like, oh my god, this is so great. And it was amazing that um, how Cody was like basically looking up to his idol, his icon, you know. And yep. JR was geeking out. Fucking. Um, Something uh, you don't know about. Was it Tony Shavani was fucking the fuck out? All right, well, the first person... Wow, I just cracked my voice. Um, (laughs) The first person that he looked down to Sting was Arn Anderson. Him, oh, yes. him and Sting back in the day had a little bit of a rivalry. Yeah. So that was actually something good. Our Anderson stood, st- was staying on the floor. Didn't get up from the floor. Sting just looked down at him. He's and they like, just right. looked each other in the eye. Cody yeah, yeah. was right. in the turnbuckle. Sting looked at him in the eye. Mm-hmm. He went to Darby Allen. Darby Allen stood up. Damn. Yeah. Looked him face he to face in the eye. He stood up. He flapped his feathers. He was like, what? The only one in that ring that had the balls to stand up the sting. Uh-huh. That, my friends, can be a great rivalry or a great team. No, I think he's going to be a mentor. It, it so could be. So we've had a lot of people getting their mentors. We had yep. Arn Anderson have to Cody. Yep. We've had... Team uh, Taz is has his little freaking guys. Yo, I listen. All right, you put know, it this so way: with Team Taz, I listen to Will Hobbs. I listen like to Will Hobbs all the day on Busted Open Radio on Sirius XM Radio. Mm-hmm. Will Hobbs had nothing but great things to say about all of Team Taz. They are great mentors to him. Aww. Taz is a phenomenal person to go to if he needs help. Um, backstage, Cody is nothing. Taz is nothing such a but a person. great person. Brian Cage has the greatest. Uh, stories to tell him, the greatest techniques to tell him, the greatest ways of teaching someone. And Ricky Starks is the best person to be with, apparently. 
Like, yeah. You know what? Go listen to that story. Wool House has a great background. Listen to his story. Um, There's a theory with me is that when I hate a person really horribly, like, like I really, really loathe them, I I end up finding out they're, like, the nicest guy. They're yep. just, like, the nicest guy. They're Mr. Nice Guy. And I just, like, underestimate who they are in real life, and I make the assumptions on them based on their character. But this is what makes me appreciate them as a person and an entertainer, too, is because if you could get me to has such a passion for hating a character like for me it was the rock yeah it was stone cold sometimes oh man i can never hate stone cold it was a lot of people it was big show sometimes it was um i remember when stone cold uh did that promo uh, against jake the snake what's that guy the hip the hippie oh man i can't wait Daniel Bryan. Oh, wow. God, I loved him as a hero. Man, it's you know, so bad him. that you hated him so much. learned these people in the generation that you learned them. I know. Look, I, she, like, Shelly is older than me, but I've been watching I'm wrestling since mark, I was guys. six I'm years old. I'll admit it. I'm I, proud to wear the mark. I have learned about all mark. this generation's wrestlers before most people have learned these generation but wrestlers. Yeah, like, I like what's happening now and the latest of what's happening with AEW. Especially with AEW. I've gotten very bored of, a- of WWE. Um, every now and then you would put on some Impact Wrestling or you would put on some... Um, I'm going to be putting on some more Impact Wrestling coming up. Oh hint, hint, gosh, guys. Yes, coming up to that. That's a little tease for really Especially with my boy, Chris Bay. Yo, Chris, <laughs> shout out. Kenny Omega might have met his Judgment Bay. Just saying. Oh, shout out shit. to my t-shirt design. <laughs> oh, shit, oh, shit. Just saying. Um, so, yeah, so, look. After the stare down by Sting, everybody was in shock and we had... Uh, Darby Allen standing up to him, but it was kind of like a, he was not afraid of him, and Sting saw that and saw that now, I got respect for that, and he walked away. I was gonna say, was it a stand up to or a stand up with? I don't see it as a stand up to. I see it as uh, I'm standing here. It's like, I'm all right, here. I got you. I'm here, and Sting is like, all right, I see that. I see, like, legit, he was like, I, I see, see you, you. baby. Like, <laughs> Shaking your ass. Nah, he see him, like, brooding in the bleachers. <laughs> like, what is it? No, the rafters. <clears throat> in the rafters. <laughs> All right, He's so, like, um, I saw you up there. Look, me, I marked the fuck out throughout this whole thing. Brooding like a crow. Um, if I had to add this segment to the match, this would add a whole st- super kick to it bring up the match to a four and a half star just because of this oh four and a half yeah just because of this whole thing i but thought look, a super kick was a five out of five no that's a super kick party oh that's a super kick party oh, doing a whole bad. five out of five is a super kick party oh all yeah. right i mean i gave it four out of five okay as well but that's not including but um look that's th- not including look, the debut though of um Sting. That four and, and a half. That four and a half is including the debut for me. For me, I would bump it up to a four and a half with the debut. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, it was a freaking crazy um, thing. I did. I was like, me? oh shit, it's Sting. I so I've been mad. watching Sting I since like, I was a little kid. I was so tired of like you predicting the Sting theory. Have you ever like, seen? 
bleach blondes thing, like surface thing. Bro, no, I missed all oh of it. Oh my god, yo. I gotta show you this. No, you don't. I really do. No, this is so bad. But Beach Blonde Sting is how I met, not met, but how oh, I was geez. introduced to Sting. You guys got he was like a, oh, like a surfer dude. Oh no, I'm gonna be. You, it's gonna bring up the the singer, bro, the musician, which by the way looks amazing. For uh, I think he just uh, turned seventy. Yeah, he did. Bro, he does not. Oh God. <laughs> This is how I knew Sting. Oh my god. Oh my god. Bleach blonde hair. Paint half around his face. Why like is he yeah. So red? Oh man. <laughs> I don't know. That was a real bad tent. That Jeez. was that was like him falling asleep at the fucking beach. Oh my god, his skin looks like leather. He looks like a tomato. <laughs> he, looks like, he looks like a leather he tomato. Looks, <laughs> So that's how I learned who Sting was in wrestling. He looks like... Oh, that's a very... You know... That's when he was WCW champion. There's a picture from whatculture.com that I just looked at. Alright, just type in Bleach Sting Wrestler. It's the first thing that comes up on Google. First thing. Yes, the full and white makeup. And it's all crazy looking. But that's how I grew up knowing who Sting was. That was the first thing toy that i had actually like that like that kind of makeup so uh that's crazy looking that's almost like cody with his stardust yes now why do you think it was so important for him to stare down cody he bring back stardust please oh man oh my god i would be the happiest kid in christmas all right so right now you have will Hobbs. it's not stardust some other formation of stardust We'll talk about this later in predictions, but this is really important. You got Will Hobbs, you got Brian Cage, you got Ricky Starks. Yeah. You got Sting, you got Cody Rhodes, and you got Darby Allen. Ah. This is the smartest way that you could ever bring back someone at this age. Sting is 61 years old. Yeah, bro. How many bumps do you think he could take in the ring? Exactly. You put him in a match where he has, what, maybe five minutes tops? A a six-man tag team match? Three on three? You don't have to have him in the ring that much. Who would you see him facing off? I just told you. Those three versus those three. No, like specifically which one? Oh, you know what? I I feel like he will be the last man tagged into the match. I feel like... I feel like it will start off with Ricky Starks. I think it will go on to Brian Cage, and then it will go on to Powerhouse Hobbs. You think he'll cycle through them? I think he'll cycle through all three of them. Oh, they can all get a licking of Sting. Huh? Yeah. They can I, all get stung. Every one of them. I feel like one, one will get the Stinger Splash. One will get hit with the bat. One will get locked into the Scorpion Deathlock. Yeah. The Scorpion Deathlock, just so you know, is... uh, What is it? Oh, the season desist. Uh, what's the season desist? Oh, um, Bret Hart's move. Wow, I can't believe <laughs> I am blanking on this. What? <laughs> wow. Brain farted oh my mad god, hard. <laughs> I brain farted mad hard. I told you guys I am drinking. So he got a, he got a, ooh, he got a Google. 
the information what do you his submission the sharpshooter wow i can't believe i you blanked on that his finisher i did say that oh. um so the scorpion deathlock is the sharpshooter okay put onto the different the other leg so it's the other way around so back in the day it was sting versus bret hart so it was like the opposite uh, it was a great rivalry back in the day um so yeah i've heard bret hart put on a i feel like will Hobbs is gonna tap out because he's the newest member of team taz he'll lose to sting ah uh, so you, yeah okay that's probably early prediction early prediction but it's okay like early we'll just prediction. do like a review on the predictions of what we thought throughout everything so um, really quickly we had the um alice in- we had alice interviewing hikarushida we had the skit um, alex marvez that poor I man i didn't expect it to be the way it does like and, and um yo this was say, awkward i want to say though Sh- shida is actually surprising me lately like she's actually talking a lot more okay which now i appreciate because i've been saying for a while like i wish she would talk a little more i wish she would just show a little bit more personality and she's been showing that lately yeah so i really like it she goes i like how she dissed her she's like oh she's not like abaddon i'm not scared of her like alex asked her are you afraid of abaddon she's like what I'm not afraid of her. Like, no. she's just a girl in zombie cosplay. The I was mo- like, oh. Uh, the moment she said that, and, yo, those chains rattled in the background. Yeah. I'm like, and she jumped. Yeah. She jumped. Mm-hmm. Both of them did. Yep. I'm yeah, like, all right, yo, too. this bitch says she's not scared, but then she just jumps from this shit. She's it's like, like all right. afraid. All right. So, uh. It's very cute, I, though. I thought it was hysterical how she was like, can we do this over? Yeah, can we do can this, we do this like another time? Can I, we do this? Uh, can, can we, we can we have another take at this, this another time? Like just re. Oh, she wanted to redo it. the take. Yeah, she yes. wanted to redo the whole interview itself. It's like he's like, no, we're live, bro. We're live. <laughs> like, come on, bro. What do, you, what do you think you're doing? You're off your game. But uh, she apologized and she ran the fuck off. Yeah, she was like, Is she was that afraid, how but... you act when you're not scared or something? Nah, she ran out there like. A have you ever cat. seen? from the rain have like, you wow. ever seen Sheeta act like this no not afraid two weeks in a I row I mean shit Abaddon freaked Twice. me the fuck out when she came out with all that blood and licked the belt I'm like oh I don't know if I'm turned on or freaking afraid I don't know this is two <laughs> weeks in a row <laughs> that she has like, oh. run scared from Abaddon yo, uh, yo. she licked that belt last week Abaddon and the bitch moved lose? away you think Abaddon will win why would Abaddon win she just held the, bi- the title for how long? Abaddon is a character that people yeah, are intrigued by. Yeah, but what's her by. title card? What's her um, stats? Uh, her she ranking? I don't know her ranking right now. I, I know... I, I'm pretty sure she's ranked number five. Aww. After Penelope Ford lost last week. Well, they're not Wait, going up for the title. Who did Cheetah go against last week? Anna J. Anna J won against Sheeta uh, last week. Anna J went down in rank and that brought Abaddon up to number five. Oh. Yeah. So Abaddon is up in the top five now. So she's making her way up through everyone. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, so, I mean, I want to see her like more often because she's really great at like this freaky character. She's got a great character. She has, um, she's crazy with like, like what? I've seen her once and I can only remember her being like more of a submissionist too, right? Yeah. She was, she was great with all her submission she's powerhouse, moves. She powerhouse, like, she's submission. Crazy exorcist moves and shit. Like, 
She's pretty she's, freaky. She's I'll put it this way. Ass. She's a female fiend. Yeah. I love it. She's like... She's a zombie fiend. She Well, she's like the other cousin. She's one of the cousins. Cousin that. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. Cousin knows for that. She's Abaddon. Nah, she's Abaddon. That's it. That's it's Abaddon. Such great, it's such a great name, too. But yeah, I'm looking forward to their match next week. Me too. So, that Cheetah interview was a little bit uh, different for me. But right after that, we had Moxley cutting a promo. Which was right. very familiar. And you know what? Him cutting this promo was for me like the coup de gras, the icing on the cake, <laughs> the cherry on top for yeah. a Sunday. Yeah, because you know what? This was like Moxley cutting ties with the title. He was giving his final goodbyes as a champion, I feel like. Okay. It's been built up, it's been going on for a while. We all knew Moxley was gonna. He Go on lose and lose it yeah. soon enough. I didn't know So, um, for me, know. him saying it's finally time, winter is here, it felt different when it came in than a normal day. People's suits were pressed, people were wearing spotty ties, people was, had smiles on their faces. He was like, this is the night that me and Kenny were destined to meet in the ring tonight for the title. And it feels different than normal. So, this is when I was 100% fully committed to knowing Moxie was losing the title. Oh, yeah? Wow. Well, this was the moment. It wasn't any time during the match. It was this. <laughs> For me, it was seeing his chest hair. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, he look... He's ready to hibernate for the winter with his wife. He's going to snuggle up whatever other things he has going on. He's going to go take care of it and everything. But he's like, yo, I don't have to shave my chest for that. He's like, yo, she's going to get a baby bump. I'm going to grow my chest there. It's cold. I'm in no-shave November mode. And I'm not going to shave. And, like... He looks great with hair on his chest, I'll just say. It was but so weird to see all for me, it was For me, it was like, oh, he's losing it. He, he got no chest hair. He's not pretty boy no more. To do it was this. like 80s porno also, chest hair. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> no, for me, it was a lot to do with his promo, too, because of the way he was talking. I was like, oh, Max, he's starting to talk. He's starting to lose his anger. He's losing his patience. He's losing his cool. And this is where, you know, the whole theory of, like, where it comes in that People that talk the most shit are the ones that lose in the match. Thank you. He foreshadowed his own demise. Yep. And I he should have kept loved his mouth it. Shut. Um, we should might be giving it away, shut. but you know what, guys? Spoilers, 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 spoilers. You've been warned. You've been warned. We're filming on a, for, uh, what is this, a Saturday night. There's Saturday no way night. you can have seen it by now. So if you haven't seen it, well, you know, we're sorry about that. But you should have seen it. Like, you should you should definitely give it a watch. If you're new to this show. There's this a reason how... why we give a couple of days before we record. Yeah. Um, for those of you who are new to the channel, this is how we manage it. So if you are interested in seeing the show, we would highly recommend that you watch it. It's, it's on TNT at 8 p.m. Every Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night. As, except when and, there's something special going on. Like Christmas week. Christmas week, they're going to be probably re- be playing on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. What? Yeah, on uh, that Wednesday night, it's the 23rd. There's a basketball game. So we're probably getting it on Christmas Eve. Oh, so, that'd be cool. Tell mom and daddy to cook your dinner early because you need to watch wrestling. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
<laughs> you're funny. Oh yeah. So coming back to the event and main the main event of the night. So um, um, it was a one hour time limit. So it, it was, was gonna go past um uh the time that it was allowed. So yeah, had to, like, Tony Khan and yeah, Tony Khan informed everybody was, on Tuesday night to yeah. set your DVRs for the next show. Like, just in case it's gonna go over guys and you know what um this actually adds a little bit more fuel to the fire for the end at the end something weird happened i'll, I'll get into this after yeah. um uh, you have a pen i'll write this down because i'm gonna forget this okay i'm gonna write something weird happened <laughs> he's writing something weird happened. well um Yeah, Omega came in very confident in his entrance, I thought. And it was great to see both of them coming in with their entrances. But it it looked like Omega was confident to, like, oh, I'm going to get it. Like, so I know I'm going to have it. Like, they already know, you know? But Moxley is like, he he lost it with Grace. I want to step back a minute. Okay. Before anything happened. All right, we had that little promo from Moxley. Right after that promo... We had Don Callis, the executive vice president oh, of TNA right. Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, joining commentary. Right, right, right before right. the entrances. Yes. That is extremely important, per- people. You need to realize this. You need to realize <laughs> this right now if you haven't listened. That's um, a teaser right there. Well, if you haven't watched. Um, so, like you said, he came in confident in his entrances like he was going to win it, no matter what. Um, Omega actually offered up a handshake to Moxley, and Moxley turned it down. Now, to me, yeah. that shows Moxley is actually the heel in this match. And it's like, alright, so Omega's the person I should be cheering for. But at the end yeah, of the match, well, not so much. For me, they came out to be like, they're both neutral. Yeah, you know what? That's, they're like neutral they, fighters. They so really are neutral. It's kind of like it's I don't want uh, please guys don't freaking hate me for this but it's almost reminding me of like you know The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve thank Austin. you oh shit no <laughs> thank Christ. you I was gonna say those exact same words it is Austin versus The Rock okay and yeah, like, you know what you don't know who's gonna come out on top if, it could it could go either way. It could be that John Moxley is set up to actually lose it to somebody else we would never expect, and he's because he's a champion somewhere else or something, or it was uh, someone from the Bullet Club that you were mentioning. Kenta. Kenta. And, Kenta was supposed to come out. Or if not, well, it'd be Omega. Me, yeah. Well, now, I'm, um, I'm really glad you know the way that their um, their back and forth was going. They had absolutely. a really good, really good slow. It was a slow start, you know, but it was a typical thing, and it was a good chain wrestling. If you are used a good clean to match. yes, really if, good clean match. If you're used to New Japan wrestling and used to their style of wrestling, right. this was a classic New Japan main event. You match. were saying that through the um, night. Now, am I saying this was New Japan worthy? No. Am I saying this went more than a five-star match? Fuck no. This was actually <laughs> a four out of five super kicks for me. This yeah. was a four-star match for me. I this, give it a four This and a half. wasn't the cleaner that I expected. This isn't the Kenny Omega I wanted. Um, Why? A, a lot of it had to do with the ending of the match. Um, okay. I. All right. So since TK, uh, Tony <laughs> Khan, came out and said, oh, set your DVRs to record 
I did expect this match to go to the 60 limit time limit. I did um, too. You know what? I there, was hoping it was, to go at least like 40, 49, I don't remember if it was with Okada or with Jericho, but there was a match that involved uh, Kenny Omega in New Japan for the title where they hit their 60 minute time limit and it had to go even longer because no man has won yet. And it was like, all right, so we got to keep going. I thought it was going to go for like that 60 limit, that 60 minute limit match. I thought it would hit that. Look, they had a great build up. It was a great back and forth between the two men. Even during commercial breaks, we had great back and forth action. Um, there yeah, it was were, a typical, like, you know, back and forth of, like, who's dominating. Y- yeah, you know what? Look. But they worked really well together. Like, they, they really they did. They still entertained. Like, you st- I was still entertained by them. Like, I didn't want to watch commercials. I still wanted to watch them. They did. But, you know, what? it wasn't at the point where I wanted it to get. And that's because of Moxley. I don't think Moxley has it in him to get to a certain point. Moxley is great as a regular wrestler. I mean, sorry, as an extremist wrestler, mm-hmm. but as a purist wrestler, purist? no. Yeah, you know what? Like, look. That. All right, if you put. All right, put it this way. I think the Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega match was better than this match. Um, Ent- Entertainment-wise, when I, it came to the way they choreographed I together, think, yes, I agree. I think Moxley has a certain point where he's good in the ring until he needs to bring out a weapon. Sometimes he's kind of sloppy. Until he needs to bring out weapons is the point where he's a good wrestler. Like Put it that way. Pur- like, he's purposely kind of... What can I compare it to? Um... He kind of goes into this, like, mode where he just becomes, like, this sluggish brute. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, it, like, all Look, right, I'm bored of that already. He hit him. the paradigm shift at a certain point in the match, and then he went outside instead of pinning Omega. And he went outside the ring, and he got grabbed two chairs and threw them into the ring, yeah. set them up so that they can have a slug match. I'm like, all right, that's cool. You know, that's... Well, that was different. That was different. I, I haven't I, seen that in forever. You know, it was a little bit... Last time I saw that was maybe two years ago. Sorry, I didn't mean to hit my notes. <laughs> I just a, slapped her notes at her <laughs> Um I got excited. But well, I haven't seen that in like two years. Very much like that they had a slap match. You know, like they, they went back and forth. Well, they went back and forth with slaps and that turned into punches. And, you know, for a minute... The and into a B-trigger. Yeah. And then they, the announcers were... Um, you know, they were saying like you know Moxie is getting taking a chance with these chairs because if he uses these chairs, it would be a disqualification. Yep. So I didn't expect him to do like a sit down slap war. I was like, no, oh, what? They that, tired? They got to do a crazy slap match like right now. That was completely unexpected. But I yeah, like that. Omega ended up using the V trigger and the Snapdragon suplex. Um, yeah. Um. And Moxie countered with using. Doing what is it? A German suplex and a lariat. Uh huh. And into the paradigm shift. Yeah. But Omega kicked out like it was nothing. Uh, I was immediately. Like, so many like, like three moves in a row, and Omega's just like, nah, this doesn't even phase me. Yeah. And it's and like Moxley ended up diving into a V trigger like that. That was I. That. Oh my god. All right. So crazy. this is a point where she, 
like we were talking about before that we had to rewind. This is where I have to like. I had to rewind it and show her. Look, she. She she didn't even notice that he reversed it with a V trigger when he hit that uh, Tope Suicina, that suicide. Yes, I did. Oh. I totally noticed that. I was like, oh shit! But we did rewind it in midair. I remember that. No, yeah, we like I caught it. That he co- he did it in midair, and then you rewound it. You're like, no way! I gotta watch that again. Okay. And you rewound it. You just wanted to see it again, and I was okay. like, that was smooth. Cause yo, if that he landed smooth. the wrong way, that could have went so wrong. But that was that was really good, smooth um, choreography between them, and, and they 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 played it off really well. Like, they were really good with their um, counters back and forth and everything. So um. That a, lot of, a lot of fancy, really fancy moves were used, man. Like, I wrote down every single move. I don't want to like, do a play-by-play. But, um, there was, like, a... But the interesting part is right when Kenny was injured with his eye. Something was wrong with his eye. Like, the referee, Paul Turner, okay, no, ended up calling... It wasn't his eye. Um, it was his n- eye. No. All right, he first said, off. He even, like, signaled to Moxley, like, his eye... Eye, Moxley, his eye. Something's wrong with his eye. You can't do nothing to him. He was trying to fend him off. I saw him saying it. And was this, Kenny, like, was this when off. he did the paradigm shift onto the heaters? Yes. Alright, so. Yeah, that's why I'm up to. Alright, so. <laughs> what she's trying to talk about is Moxley sent Omega to the outside, tossed him outside, hit a tope suicena, and then went into, uh, yeah, see, I didn't want to do the play-by-play. No, no, no. It's, not, <laughs> it's not a play-by-play. But he went into the paradigm shift. He hit the paradigm shift onto the actual heaters. Yes. So, Wasn't it that it was um, Omega? They were scared that he got burned initially. Yeah, that he got burned, but then they said, oh, it's his eye. So since they were afraid that he got burned, they didn't want to keep the match going. Um, yeah, Don Callis came over because he was yeah. concerned. At that point, Don Callis did come down, and that's when things started to turn around. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Moxley got in, like infuriated. He was like, nah, this match isn't ending. This shit ain't ending like this. Like, fuck He's you like, guys. fuck you telling me that he can't fight. He dragged him into the ma- into the ring. And he kept going at him. He kept beating him up. And I'm like, oh, okay, Kenny ain't actually hurt. They sold that really good. They sold that really well. I'll tell you this much. At this point, I thought Donald Callis was going to be working with uh, Moxley. Oh. I really thought we were going to get a swerve. That uh, yeah. Impact person was going to be working with your w- with your AEW champion. Uh, yeah. But. And have like a giant long reign kind of thing um, for him. Have like a. Uh, Interpromotional feud, you know, like, you know, like your champion has actually been working for me this whole time while he's been on con- under contract with you. Oh, but okay, uh, okay. what really happened was <laughs> he that distracted him. Paul he Turner the... was trying to get Don Callis off the apron. Yeah, he was while... like, "All right, you gotta leave, man." He's like, "No, yeah. you gotta stop this." Don was on the mic trying to like get Moxley to stop everything because Moxley was like in. Full, rage mode, yeah. He, yeah, he was in rage mode. He was hulking out, you know? He was like, fuck this shit, fuck you, fuck this guy. He was in CZW mode. He was like, I don't give a fuck mode. Um, Callus at the mic, he was trying to he stop everything. He got angry. He got angry. I'm an angry ogre. 
Um, <laughs> and out of nowhere, he hands the mic to Omega. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Moxley shoved both the referee in, into Don Callis, and Don Callis lost the mic in midair, DK, and landed next to Kenny Omega, and that's what Kenny Omega See, I out. thought I saw a handoff. No. I am pretty damn sure I saw a handoff. No. Kenny, yeah. Well, Kenny had Don's mic and used it on Moxley. I'm pretty sure I saw a handoff. And I was like, this is how he's going to get I was it. like, this is some Tom Brady shit. Oh. They both cheating with a deflated <laughs> fucking <laughs> football with a fucking microphone. Laces out. Laces out. <laughs> Laces out. But yeah. Um, For those who get that, congrats. Um, <laughs> I'm not giving it away. You guys are awesome if you get that. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Moxley ended up busted open. Yep. And I'm like, the referee's not gonna say anything. Not a thing. And not a where did thing. his gloves go? Well, he was putting on gloves. All and right. Then they just didn't he go was putting on. on gloves. He was trying to inflate them, and I I think he got infuriated by the gloves, and he couldn't. I think put he them couldn't on. put them on. I right? think they were okay. small, and he's a large. <laughs> no, I think yeah. it had to do like he was probably sweating, and he couldn't. Sweating. You're, it yeah. was thirty degrees that night. And dude, they run around in that ring. You're Did right. you see them? Right. They were You're sweating, right. bro. Like, nah, right. you can't. When you active, it don't matter what temperature. They probably loving that breeze in that moment. You know. Look but at that point. Moxie's busted open. Paul Turner was running around just as much following them, yeah. and he has to get on the floor, do all those fucking slaps and the thing. You're right. Slap it makes you sweat. They had a well. They had a lot of good <laughs> roll-ups back and forth too. You know, before the end of everything, uh-huh. it was a lot of exchanges. But you know, it took four V triggers and a one-winged angel for Omega to become the new AEW World Champion. You heard it out of Shelly's mouth. Congratulations! Yo. Say those words again, Kenny. The new AEW World Champion. I love hearing you say that, Kenny um, Omega. Now. Kenny Omega. Immediately, Don Callis ran into the ring. Yup, raised Kenny's hand. Yeah, forced the title into his hand. Yup, had the ref place his hand into Kenny's hands to raise his hand. Raise his hand to confirm. Don made sure everything happened the right way, (laughs) and Don made sure they ran into the back. They left immediately. Made sure they left through the right side of the ring. Kenny was trying to go through the left side entrance. And he's like, no, you got to go through this side. Really? You go through this side. You're still a good guy, bro. You come through this side. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's, that's how I took that. You, don't, you didn't okay. see that? No, I know. Like, you like this theory about, like, the It's not a theory. It's a known it. thing. It's a known thing in the wrestling cult I world. Oh, it's, it's cult world. It's a cult world. Whatever it's called. I'm a fucking Mark. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You're a Mark. But anyway. Yes, you are. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Mark, you are. Yes. <laughs> Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm watching Super Bad and in the background, and it's the point where they were fighting with lightsabers. Um, oh, <laughs> so, of course, your inner Star Wars. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah. Um, Don- was it Alex Marvez that found them? All right, right so this was line? funny. They ran through the back. They ran past the point. Remember in BTE a couple of weeks ago where Sammy Guevara pretended to cut the BTE championship in half? Right. They ran through that area. Oh, shit. They yeah. went through the workshop. They went through that <laughs> workshop. They went down the ramp. They went through the production area. And they went into the backstage parking lot. And Alex Marvez, like an owl, <laughs> was just chilling. 
I don't know how Marvez knew love, to be there. I love Marvez. He Marvin's creeps lady. out behind someone's car. <laughs> yeah, he creeps like, all right, this is my shot. It's like Michael Myers. They're like, your cue is when you see them catch up to the car. It's like, you see Excuse Kenny me, o- Mr. Omega. Mr. Callus. Do you have a moment to talk about our awesome division, AEW? <laughs> like, so anyway, he asked all right. them, so he was what like, are they doing? All right, and so where were they going? What's going on? Like, what happened? What are you doing? And Callus was like, you're here from the champion on Tuesday night. And Alex Marvez, p- playing kayfabe, was like, what do you mean? Dynamite's on Wednesday nights. Yeah, we <laughs> don't like, play with Dynamite on a What Tuesday happens night? on Tuesday nights? Tuesday nights is AEW Dark. Are you going to be on AEW Dark? <laughs> right. No, motherfucker. There's no division called Impact. I'm the... E- e- I'm, Fans win. I am the executive vice president of another company. Why do you think I'm here? You'll hear Kenny Omega on Impact Wrestling. Yep. That is how you make a splash in the this company. The division is becoming multidimensional. Awesome Completely. expansion. Alright, so the multiverse has opened up. Yo, it's crazy. They've officially like opened up everything for like other companies to intertwine into this company. Alright, so you know me. I'm a big mark for wrestling overall. Overall. I've been watching wrestling for the past couple of weeks, right? I've been watching Impact on Twitch. Did you say you're a big mark for wrestling? Yeah. I'm a big mark for wrestling overall. I'll watch... I thought mark is supposed to be an insult. It is an insult, but I'll watch anything. Put it that way. (laughs) It's an insult that I'll watch anything. If you watch watch multiple wrestling Uh, things, that makes you a fan. All right. I'm a super fan for everything. Put it that way. I'm not a mark. I'm a super fan. Um, so... I'm a Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. I um, So, I put it me. this way. I've been paying attention to a lot of things. This opens up the doors for a lot. What's yeah. one thing between AEW... You don't know a lot about TNA or Impact. No, I right? don't. No. Off of the top of your head, I have a single question for you. Okay. AEW. Yeah. What is one thing that you think needs working? What division? What area? What part of the AEW roster needs help? What part of the AEW roster needs help? Yeah. Is there um, anything you think needs improvement in? For example, I'll put it this way. The women's division. Well, I've been saying that for the longest time, yes. but we've been getting a lot of these new women coming in making appearances. We have now. So I'm getting fast. hopeful with the way they would be starting to build up. This, this opens up a lot of prospect for the women's division. Oh, because of what's happening on Impact. Yes. Now, yes. Impact Wrestling, their champion is Diana Peraza. If if you oh, haven't right. watched yet. No, I, I haven't yet. She is actually. She's actually <laughs> up for. You you're probably gonna see her soon enough. I might. She, I might not. Like let's see. Like, she let's... is actually up for wrestler of the year, between oh, wow. men and women. Interesting. Yeah, she is very impressive. She's a powerhouse. She's good at submissions. She's a technician. It's like yo, listen. I love AEW, but like wrestling is oversaturated for me, man. 
I'm aware. It's so much stuff. But you to know watch. what? This it's is the thing. You're a fan, like that's it, that's what I love about you, like that you. Here's the thing, though. This is gonna bring over everything. women. I'm super biased. <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be bringing over women and men fighting in each division, if you want to call it, or each show, fighting with each other, feuding with each other. We just had Survivor yeah. Series at WWE. We're going to have a Survivor Series between different companies now. Now, we have Hikaru Shida as the AEW Women's Champion. We have an AEW Superstar as the NWA Women's Champion. Now that we know that Kenny Omega is going to Impact Wrestling, why can't we bring that Women's Champion over here and have... True... Very true. Intertwined companies at this point. Yeah. Um, on top of that, we have the Young Bucks as our tag team champions. Do you know the tag team champions for Impact? No. The Good Brothers, Carl Anderson, and uh, oh, what is his name? Wow. wow. This sounds so familiar. <laughs> Wow. Oh, man. They are the Good Brothers. They are part of the Bullet Club. Oh, the, right. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Doc Gallows. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry, Doc Gallows. I forgot your name for a second. <laughs> so, Carl Anderson and... Uh, Carl Anderson is Doc Gallows. Wow. Fuck. Oh, wow. <laughs> Please acknowledge it. Google to the rescue. So, um, you have two, you have Gallows and Anderson. Carl Gallows, oh, wow. Doc Gallows. Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. Anderson. Wow, I was combining their names. That's why. Okay, that's the big dudes. Yeah. I remember them from um, the graveyard match. Yeah, you saw the graveyard match. You saw the cock match from the second (laughs) one. The boner yard match, whatever the fuck their name was. Um, So you got two members of the Bullet Club. Well, two teams from the Bullet Club. Both tag team champions from both divisions. They're going to be going after each other. Um, Kenny Omega is probably going to be going after the champion over there. Now, this week coming up, on Saturday next week, my boy Chris Bay is going after the championship against Rich Swan. So we might be seeing Bay versus Omega soon. Just saying. But, um, yo, Chris Bay just put out that he wants to go against Sammy Guevara. Word. Word. He called out Sammy Guevara. So, look, we already have a lot. Would he make a debut on Dark? No, Chris Bay would make a debut on On Dynamite. Dynamite. Nah, Chris Bay is up there. Yeah. Look, I'll tell you this much. Chris Bay is not an undercard. He is a main card. That's there's a reason why he's going for the main event championship. Yeah, you talk a lot. You talk very highly about him and like the way he performs on um, Impact. And you always, you always like to watch him. I'm like, ah, right, you watch your boy. I haven't, I've been distracted. I would either be doing like either like tidying up or doing projects. But um, yeah, like I said. I can only take in so much wrestling at a time, and it's like, oh man, this would turn into like a fucking seven-hour show. <laughs> I'll tell you this much: a lot of people are saying that Impact was supposed—I mean, Dynamite was supposed to get a second show this year. 
They're saying oh. that maybe Tony Khan has bought Impact. Oh, maybe incident. That's that's a maybe big. Not bought, um, that's a big incident. rumor. Okay, maybe that's a big rumor right now. Maybe they're doing like a testing out, like see how this works out. Mm-hmm. If it works out successful, they could make um make a contract deal. You know. Yep. But um, yeah. So let's get into predictions. Like, what do you think is uh, gonna be next? Um, like I said, that triple threat match between all three women champions, I think, is an automatic thing to happen. Interesting. Um, we have Beach Break coming up. I think we run into that. Um, that tag team match between both tag team champions immediately. Um, within AEW itself, I know we have a few matches coming up next week. Um, I know we got Orange Cassidy versus MJF. You. Um, oh my God! I look, can't that's gonna be for that Cassidy diamond ring. That ring. Cassidy needs to have that ring he's this gonna, is not gonna be a drama match no he's gonna have everybody kiss it, the ring you don't see me but I'm putting that ring out there with the limp wrist like yep. yo just mm-hmm. kiss the ring kiss the ring <laughs> the if, lazy if you know the kiss the ring thing guys that's from Cody back in the day Cody used to have a thing where you kiss the ring really yeah. I didn't know that yeah you had to kiss the ring it's cause I'm a mark <laughs> well, this is be- this is was. In- I'm Brandon. Cutler. All right, look, I'll tell you this much. One of our first dates was to a Ring of Honor show. Yeah, that's right. And this was be- after the- Cody lost the ring in Ring of Honor. Um, what place was it? It was the at Hammerstein? Hammerstein Ballroom. At the Hammerstein Ballroom, so it was small. We were like right on floor seats. Yeah. I was short as shit, so I couldn't see much. And we were only eight, is, eight is rows that I'm in. Like five feet petite and. Um, there's very tall people that end up sitting in front of me, so I have to stand up. But then everybody stands But she up. did see the Young Bucks live. She did see Cody but live. But yeah, it was. But she was so drunk she didn't remember and know who the fuck anyone was. No, I know I had a lot of fun. I was like the loudest person in the section. I was like, this is embarrassing, but I don't know because I was drunk as hell. I was getting, I was so entertained. It was so fun to see the show. And there was a Rusev Day chant that night. All right, that was. I was like, oh god, all right, I'll join and I'll be a part of the sheep. Well, Rusev, they had. Like, that was the last live ma- event we've ever gone to. Oh no way! Yeah. No way. We went to For wrestling? Raw. Did we? Yes. Uh, we Raw was terrible. You're right. Raw. You're right. And it was that was the last right. good event we went to. <laughs> it was good. It was a right. It was a good match because Stone Cold Steve Austin came out that night. Ah, uh, you're right. That was awesome. You're right. I was you're like, right. I was like, yo, we got to see Steve Austin busting beers everywhere, right. all over you're everybody, right. and everything. You're right. Like that was just cool. In itself. That was last minute too. That was a really good night too because we didn't get over. We we didn't overdo it. Like, we weren't we overzealous. It, we overdid it on the ROH night, unfortunately, but. We um, learned our lessons from that, and we drank more responsibly when we went to Raw. And we got home safely and everything, and we had a really great fucking fun night. That was one of my favorite nights that we went for a live event. Um, I think my, my top, just, just like off, you know, the record and like off topic, but my favorite uh, live event we've been to so far is still the Blue Man Group. Oh man! <laughs> if you guys haven't seen the Blue Man Group live, I know it's that COVID era so and everything. Freaking but fun! Yo, oh my god! If you have to look it up online, go look at their videos. Bro, have fun he with them. Oh, got us like second row seats, and we was like right there. They were fun. <laughs> I was like, holy shit! I was like, please pick me, but they didn't pick us, so it was okay. All right, so real fast but next anyway, week predictions, predictions. Real fast, we have Dustin Rose versus 
Preston Vance from The Dark Order. Oh, um, right. I'm going with Preston Vance, actually. You think that Preston Vance is going to I think in? Cody's going to put him over. No way. I mean, Dusty. Yeah, I think Dusty's going to put him. I think Dusty's going to totally dominate him. All right, well, that's you. That's me. <laughs> All um, right, we got the verses, verses, verses. We got Matt and Nick Jackson going against TH2. Hybrid to Angelico and Jack Evans. Um, me? I think TH2 is going to win. Nah, I think the we, Young Bucks are going to hold tight. Me personally, if they were going to hold tight, they want to put that stipulation out there that if you win, you get that tag team championship match. I think they'll give a close... Based on that, then, I think that either it would be a close win that Hybrid 2 might win, but something interferes in the way that they lose. Okay. Or it's that um, there's an actual draw. I think that's going to be match of the night, and I think it's going to actually open up the night. Do you think it'll be a draw? Maybe. Yeah? Yeah, I can see that. I can see it being a draw so that it keeps building up their their rivalry with them so okay. that they could keep cycling through the other tag teams the Young Bucks okay. so that it could build back up to and come full circle back to the hybrid too okay that's what I think it would be but if, like you know if it's gonna be typical I, I would see the Young Bucks for the one for the night alright we already talked about this Orange Cassidy versus MJF Orange Cassidy we're going with Cassidy there's Cassidy, no there's, there's no Freshly fight seen. about this right now it's Orange Cassidy um, FTR have their first match back since the last pay-per-view. Oh, how great and how joyful. Against such a squash match. Um, we got give Griff Garrison, the bootleg Jungle Boy. You ever heard of versus, Blues? Yeah, yeah, that was one of my favorite movies back in the day. I it love just, that movie. Um, I don't know why it reminded me of that, but it's not yo, what I actually... Is that a Sunday scene? Yo, that was... Prime back in my day. No, no, I don't know what Varsity Blues is actually. Oh, wow. I've um, never seen it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You need to see what I'm no, talking about then. You would I like that. I confuse it um, actually with Varsity High, which is like this teenage, A cartoon. It's, it's... Well, there was this... No, maybe it was called Sweet Valley High. I'm confused. I've now. heard of Sweet Valley High. There was these like other Barbie dolls way back in the 90s. And it was based on these girls from high school, and they were twins. So I'm not sure if that was Sweet Valley High or if it was something like Varsity Sisters or something like that. I officially they have, me of that because they were both. Blind. I have officially I was like, no idea what you were those. speaking about. Oh, it. I will look it up, but I'm pretty sure it was like you know some kind of Barbie All right, like competition so thing. It's FTR there. versus Garrison and Brian Pimlet Jr. You know who's going to win this match? FTR. Yeah, Because they are still the number one contenders, even though they lost the titles. Ugh, whatever. But yo, remember, as of the first, their records are wiped clear. Um, And then we have a big six-man tag team match. We have Eddie Kingston, Butcher, and the Blade versus Lance Archer and the Lucha Brothers. Well, this is yeah. This is gonna be really interesting because this is a nice grudge match. He's kind of like <clears throat> half his family against half his family. Yeah. Um, versus this new dude that is like having this grudge against Eddie Kingston because now we see Lance Archer having like a grudge building up with him. I think it's gonna be Kingston getting the win over Ray Phoenix. Really. Really. 
Yo, how many times has he put down you Ray Phoenix? Oh, really? Yeah. I would, would kind of actually hope it to be the other way around, but... I would expect it where... I think it would actually be like a given that it would be Lance Archer against Eddie Kingston. Nope. Win. Nope. They're not going to get let Kingston beat Archer in a tag team match. No? Not a tag team match. Okay. All right. Nah. All right, all right. They're going to save it for a main event. They're going to save it for Beach Break. Oh, you think so? They'll either save it for Beach Break or there'll be a big Christmas match. Put it that way. Oh. Yeah. Maybe a Christmas show. We'll get that. Okay. Archer versus right. Kingston. Like, well, like uh, almost similar to like what happened for the night. Like um, oh, a winter is coming. Worthy, a pay-per-view worthy kind of event. Like during a regular night. I'll call it a Christmas crash. A Christmas crash? A Christmas okay. crash. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's it coming up next week guys um uh, we do know sting will be in ring for an interview with tony Giovanni though i can't find this fucking barbie though thing. no you I cannot give up. i give um, up on it guys <laughs> Sting's gonna, like i just said sting will be in ring with tony Giovanni. we'll yes. be giving an interview for the first time, first time ever. in 18 years yeah. um all right guys we did see sting in wwe momentarily momentarily mm-hmm. it wasn't big he got injured seth rollins fucked up his neck with a buckle bomb um yeah really badly um oh it was God, a great match horrible. but you know what for the man <clears throat> to be back and for the man to be in the ring and you know what I'm glad we're at a point where wrestling is growing wrestling is coming to a peak and I'm excited to where this chapter ends <laughs> I'll put it that way well for me it's a chapter that's new and beginning yeah this is a new beginning of a new chapter. And Where one page turns, another page starts. Yeah. And it's way. really interesting the way the evolution is growing. It's really exciting. AEW just continuously has like new surprises every week, and I really enjoy it. So, um, if you guys don't really want to watch a show, you just like listening to us, we appreciate you guys listening in. If you listen into the show, you watch the show, and you're a fan or you're a hater, and you just want to listen in and hate on us or love everything with us we feel free you. to hate on us we appreciate you no matter what because Yo, you still listening put it this way bad publicity listening. is good publicity <laughs> ain't that the old saying uh you know but, but you know what we thank you guys so much for listening hey, to exactly our show. thank you thank you thank we you appreciate your support i'm derek demonic underscore lunacy at twitter facebook instagram you can find me anywhere Actually, Facebook is Demonic Lunacy Inc. I gotta change that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I gotta change it just to Demonic Lunacy. There's no ink in my shit anymore. <laughs> um, it's all digital. Okay. But um, check out my art, dude, guys. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm always putting on my opinion on Twitter. Yeah, you tweet a little. I tweet a lot. A lot. Find me, guys. Follow me. I tweet me. an awful lot about myself and my feet. Cause, uh, She's a feet model. <laughs> I'm a digital but artist. I do multiple things. I We're also, both artists. Yeah, we both do a lot of artwork. So you can check out our pages on... My pages on Twitter and Instagram is at Phoenix Bay, F-E-N-Y-X-F-A-E. And uh, feel free to give us any opinions you have on the show. If you feel you could ask for a shout out, we would love to shout you out for free. You don't have to pay anything at all. And we just appreciate you guys completely. We hope you listen in for the following show. And remember, 
Winter is here. Winter has arrived. Take it sleazy. Later.